Well, it's been two weeks. Rise of Skywalker's <laughs> out. We brought in some guests, some expert, some experts. We're going to talk about it, and it's going to be hotter than an Iranian convoy. This week on Top 5 for Fighting. <laughs> We're going to talk about it. This week on Top 5 for Fighting. Dozens and dozens of years. Decades of years. Decades, decades of years. De- That's... First of all, first of all, give spoilers. Okay, we are, oh, we yeah, are yeah. going to talk about spoilers That here. would have been a huge dick if, move. Get the Charmin. Greg's going <laughs> to shit on something. <laughs> Tell so you this. what's going on. There's a bunch of monkeys looking like they're fucking a coconut. Literally. Anything in the goddamn fridge. Two hours later, you've got a Haitian mudslide going on, and then it's just... You're like, why did I do this? Here we go. I, He's I got really, that look on his face really like he's getting ready to punch a this, baby. Yeah, this this movie was a bag of dicks for me. He used to run through the house <laughs> just hauling ass. Nothing but underwear. Hauling naked, too. Hauling his underwear, hauling ass. I'm going to have me some fun. <laughs> I'm going to have me some fun. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you for coming back. We have some esteemed... Uh, we, Fountains of knowledge in the studio with us today. Uh, we have, of course, back again, Mr. Richard Alexander. Hey guys. Thanks for coming back, buddy. Uh, and always love being invited. Thank and you. and the 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 genius Nicholas Freeberg. Oh. That, that's far. That's far too kind. That's far too kind. I'm it's ready, great to be back. I'm ready you can't see it, but he had you in air quotes. Uh, that, that's had right. Genius yeah. in air quotes. Genius. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it, good. It, good it's, to be back, guys. It's fun. Yeah, so it's a Saturday morning, and we have decided that just because Rise of Skywalker, it's the end of an era, blah, 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 today will be much in the, in the vein, uh, in the immortal words of Red Foreman, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. <laughs> Red Foreman. It's kind of like that stay on target guy. Right, stay on target, stay on target. Dude, that guy was the worst part of that whole movie. <laughs> oh, I know, right. He was. So uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about Rise of Skywalker. There are going to be spoilers involved, I'm sure. Loaded with spoilers. Uh, I will will keep track, and I will notate in the show notes when you can start afterwards so that we don't have You don't have to listen to spoilers if you haven't seen it. I mean, it's been two weeks. If you wanted to see it, you've seen it by now. If you haven't seen it now, what are you doing? Yeah, I I agreed. What are we doing? Agreed. Uh, You're you're waiting to watch it at home, right? I mean, if you haven't seen it by now, you're you're, you're waiting. Then you really don't care about spoilers if you're going to wait that long. No, probably not. Then we're going to get into just a general Star Wars discussion, and then we are going to our top five this week is a top eleven. We're going to do the top. We're going to rank the Star Wars movies, including Rogue One and Solo, from our least favorite to our most favorite. Goddamn right we are. So, let's just get right into it and start off with Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, well, we all know that I loved it. Saw it four times. Saw it with Richard. Saw it with Nick. Um, yeah, Richard, it's like my inception for you. Wow. Which is on Netflix now, you know, by the way. Really, but before we get into that too much, I, I just gotta give a shout out to Mike. Uh it was a day over Christmas break. This guy. And uh, <laughs> you know, the wife was working and I had asked her that morning, I, I said, Hey Callie, you know, do you have any interest in seeing the new Star Wars movie? And she said, No. <laughs> So I was like, you know what? All right, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll go and I'll see it on my own. Amy, same way. So I'm Susan kind of said the same thing. You know, I'm texting Mike and I'm oh. saying, "Hey, buddy, I'm gonna go see it. I'll uh, I'll let you know how it is." And he says, "Oh, uh, 
which theater are you seeing it in? You know, where are you at? And I'm like, you know, Dolby, of, of course, no other way. If this is the way. If you're, This is the way if you're going to see it. And uh, about 10 minutes before the show started, you know, who comes walking in? Old Mike right there, man. and uh, Just skipping down the aisle. Just, hey, buddy. Just just the bet. I just had to had to shout you out for that, man. That that made that whole experience that much better. Oh, I just hopped the wall. Did yeah. you no, see right, it? You're right there. I, did you I see literally. the one by his house? I did. Oh, yeah. well, then, yeah. like he's going to do anything else, right? <laughs> I got nothing else going on. Yeah, it was cool. So I got to see the first time with Richard. And with Nick, um, and you guys went like Sunday, I think, right? Uh, we went on a Thursday you night. You went on a Thursday night? We went on a okay. Thursday night. We, we went the Thursday after uh, Christmas. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I I saw I mean, I mean, saw it four times. That, that tells you all you need to know about me. The first thing I'm going to do is, because it is the first episode of the month, I'm going to throw a charm and circle in here real quick. We wanted to go see it on the Monday before Christmas. Mm-hmm. So that would have been the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Because I was off that week. Susan was off that week. That week. It just didn't work. Christmas you know, gets in the way. It's so busy. You don't have right. any time. So we ended up going on the Thursday night. So she, she texted me at about lunchtime on Thursday and says, hey, you want to go see Star Wars tonight? And she wasn't really super interested in seeing it. Because she's not... It, She's just not into Star Wars like we are, which right. is uh, sure that's yeah, fine. You know, absolutely. whatever floats your boat. So I was honored that she was going to go see it with me anyway. So she says uh, such and such a time, and because of the way work was, I'm like, look, I don't know if I'm gonna be home that time, so we needed to go see like an eight o'clock show. Well, up in the the one near you, mm-hmm. d- there was no available it's seats. Packed. It was packed, so yeah. we had to go to the one down south on Park and 19, which nobody that's listening to this that lives away knows. But it's a Regal Cinema, not an AMC. Showtime was 8.15. We sat down on our seats at 8.05. The preview started at 8.15. The movie started at 9.05. 50 fucking minutes of previews. I was pissed. That's I was crazy. pissed. That's on, absurd. Dude, on a Thursday night. And you know what? If the movie's going to start at 9 o'clock, tell me the movie's going to start at 9 o'clock. For a two and a half hour Yeah, movie. because instead of being home at 10 o'clock, I was home at 11 o'clock and had to be up at 6 o'clock the next morning. I never, I never would have went. Right. But fuck you, Regal. All right, there's my Charmin circle. You okay? No, I was, I, that, right. dude, I was angry. And you know what? Susan went on on the website the next day to say something to him, mm-hmm. and it was it was the theme of the day. Oh, I uh, I, I can imagine. Dude, we saw every movie preview that is coming out for the next 22 years. I'm I'm not. It is it was it was ridiculous. Well, man, you, you basically watched a half a movie. Yeah. Before you got yeah. to your and it movie. wasn't. And this is the part that really upset me. It wasn't trailers. There was a Cadillac commercial in there. There was that oh, stupid. That sucks. There was that stupid <laughs> regal. Look at my movie that I made, which was horribly stupid. The the person that made that movie for their film should be fired right now. It was awful. It was dumb. You get one wish. I want to go to my happy place. Really? What? What? It's, it's an AMC in Oldsmar. Yeah. Dolby. Right. Yeah. Dolby. Dolby. This Fully the reclined. And there this was a, the and way. there was a, and there was a Coca Cola <laughs> commercial. So, other than that, you know, so we that was that was my only shit on a moment. But well, hey, sir, that is justified. Oh. <laughs> That is absolutely justified. So, go around the table. We'll start with Richard. Thoughts on the movie? Uh, first of all, man, I just got to talk about this uh, the impossible task that J.J. Uh, Abrams had. I mean, in one movie, I mean, he had to, I mean, literally just close out the Skywalker saga. And bring and, back fans. And he also, he had, he had to clean up Ryan Johnson's mess. So I, I mean, it was impossible. That's a kind task. way to. So I, I just think he had to movie. do a a above average job, and we would have been satisfied as the fans. Yeah. But he he had he just had an impossible task. 
He really did. And I think he, he did a, a phenomenal job considering what he had ahead of him. Yeah, it was an uphill. I mean, I think we'll all agree that it was an uphill struggle for him to, to do this movie to start with. Yeah. J- j- right. right off the bat. Right. Nick, I, your thoughts? Or uh, Richard, did you like the movie? No, I liked it a lot. I've seen it twice. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, you know, just kind of piggybacking off what Richard said. Uh, it, with what happened in that middle movie, I, you know, I, I've not shielded any Dude, it my, ru- my thoughts about it. It I, ruined your... F- it, for a long time, it I'm gonna me. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I know what everybody's number eleven is on their I, list. I think we can all, yeah. but maybe so, not Mike. Maybe not Mike. Maybe not Mike. But it's uh, for me, it, it's absolutely at the bottom of the list. I, you know, I, I was telling Mike afterwards, you know, similar thought to what Richard uh, was saying. All things considered, with as terrible as the Last Jedi was, I think that's about as good as you could have hoped for Mm -hmm. uh it you know it it wasn't my favorite by any means but it it also was not my least favorite right uh, which is an improvement from that that middle movie which yeah i mean in the thing that at least i was hoping for because i mean let's face it for the past couple years you have like been anti-star wars because of how bad that movie was absolutely because they, they ruined one of my favorite movie characters yeah uh, from my childhood right. and, and into my young adulthood, you know the the way they handled Luke, I thought was was so uncharacteristic of that character that I, for me, I, I was I was kind of out. Let's just call it blasphemy because because that's what it was. It, it was it was really bad the way the way they did him. Yeah, I, I I liked it. I had some issues with it, not necessarily just the movie itself. I, I think. A large part of what kind of took me out of it was that they had so many things that they had to fix that they had messed up previously. Right. That they that Abrams was like, well, we can address it like this. And then you're like, I mean, okay, I see why you addressed it like that, but really you addressed it. You know what I mean? Just right. kind of little stuff. Just little things that because we love the universe the way we love it. Right. It, it was a very fun movie to watch. It, and I, I, it was the fastest paced Star Wars movie that they've ever made. Without a it, doubt. It, it was two and a half hours that flew by. It, he, it never slowed down. And here's something I read the other day, and it seems like we keep the same type of subject comes up on all these big movies that we love. Apparently, the original, not the original, but there is a cut of this movie that is over three hours long. Of course there is. Uh, why it, did they do that? And it involves more backstory with Palpatine. They just release it. I... Uh, again, and we it's, say uh, this it, every time. It's based on revenue. You get less screen time, and that uh, therefore less. Money. And and if you give everything in the theater, nobody's going to buy the extended director's cut when it comes out on That's DVD fair. and Blu-ray and 4K. And I'm That's if, fair. if that happens, I'm totally on board with that because I'll sit at home and I'll watch a a four hour Star Wars movie. I don't care Here's as long a question. as it's good. Well, Disney Plus have the extended cut. That's what I'm interested in. Here's the bigger in. question. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Why Why would you not? Right. Because people are going to, one, watch the shit out of it, and two, people are going to order Disney Plus that may not, that may be on the fence about it just to watch that. No, And we were talking before we started about how you know a lot of people had dropped because the Mandalorian was over. Yep. Maybe that's a way to get some of them back. Yeah. They're going to have to come up with some 
some new stuff. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to start original programming for Disney Plus, just like they do for right. Disney Channel. Um, you know, hopefully it's some Star Wars stuff they're talking about. They've already they've already announced. Not to change the subject, they've already announced that they were only supposed to have one of the Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like uh, the Scarlet Witch one has been moved up. It, it is. Will, it will be released late this year, this not year. next year. WandaVision. Yep. WandaVision. Yeah. Yes. Right. So, but but you know what? There was there was just so many things that had been ruined. Even in The Force Awakens, there were so many things that they put out there that you were like, how are you going to do that? Like Snokes. Let's, let's just go into Snokes for a second. They addressed him with one line of the movie. Everybody in Force Awakens like, oh my holy shit, who's Snokes? Where'd he come from? One line in this movie addressed Snokes. I created Snokes. And it was over. And you're like, that's... Fucking, that's it. But they did show him in the aquarium in pieces. No, they did, and which that was, was and that was, was funny. Which yeah. I was like, okay, it all was right. Like a, right, a one and a half second visual of yeah, right, and and that was funny. But I mean, that was that was the things in the movie that kind of I was just like, because I'm like, all right, all right, he's gonna wrap this all up with a pretty little bow on it, and we're gonna find out exact. Oh, he, he just, okay, created him. This, All right. Well, I guess and that's we'll, the pace. Yeah, I, that I goes guess back to the pace. So it was so fast. Yes, this movie could have and probably should have been two movies, if you th- if you think about it, because there was so much done. I think they would have caught so much shit over they, that. Though. I mean, they could they have. Would have. They would have. It I would, mean, it, it could it could have been two movies, and it probably should have been two movies, but. You know, Harry Potter did it, and then I mean, I'm glad Hobbit it wasn't. did it. Don't get me I wrong. think you know, if The Last these... Jedi wasn't so bad, you know, maybe that two movie is a possibility. Uh, I, yeah, but they right. got it. They got to tie it up, and they got to end it. Yeah, and and move on. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Move on from it. Agreed. Um, that that was the biggest. My biggest problem is just the little how we. That's how we're gonna fix it. For instance. I do not like, I do not like, my biggest complaint in this, I do not like how they just kind of created something because they wanted it to drive the story. And I'm going to go with the Jedi healing themselves. Okay, with the four, the power of being able to heal yourself. Now, it's very cool, and I don't have a problem that they can do it. But we've had ten movies, and that never happened before. All the Jedi's that you had in the first, in the in the first three, in the Phantom Menace, nobody ever healed anybody. It was like, oh, brother been shot. Well, suck it easy, and they move on. Now, because they wanted a way to turn Kylo, all of a sudden we're gonna throw into the Mandalorian that Baby Yoda can heal people, and now Ray heals people, and it was just like, it was just like how it was like you wrote yourself into a corner, and we're like, how do we make this happen? Oh, well, she can heal herself. Boom. All right, got it. That was frustrating. <clears throat> But fair, but it didn't ruin it for me, and it doesn't make me dislike it. I was just like, he was like Richard said, he had such a task that he had all these things and he had all these cogs that had to go together, and he had to. I think he just had to make some stuff up on the fly to to get what he wanted out of it, it's, especially to make it two and a half hours. You can actually even argue that point that with the whole Darth Plagueis speech in Sith, with Palpatine saying he was so strong he could prevent death and do all that stuff. It's right. It's in can it's there you've just never seen it before and the fact that they added some new stuff I was all about that because if you're just going to rehash the same two force points over nine movies it it, it gets kind of lame it made give sense. us new stuff it made sense for Ray to possess that power right yes right it given did. her lineage that that makes perfect sense right and it, that that's fine I can get on board yeah. with that uh, 
but but again, like you said, with with Baby Yoda or with Kylo having that ability, now now you're starting to wonder. Well, I, I never saw Obi Wan do that. Right. I never saw Yoda do so that is it or a, Luke do so that. So is it a Sith power? <clears throat> well, it's funny because it, someone had brought this point up. Well, and, and again, you know, Baby Yoda did choke that woman. So I mean, <laughs> there, there's some anger. Harder in Daddy, that l- little Daddy. Harder, yeah, Harder Daddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's one of my favorite memes in that whole show. <laughs> Um, That's so good. Someone had actually pointed that out, and there was, you know, in one of the group, you know, the discussions online or whatever like that, when Luke is knocked out in A New Hope and the Sand People, you know, basically wrecked him, you know, Ben puts his hand on Luke's head, and he wakes up. So was that indirectly an example of that being used? See, I would think that's more the mind manipulation, almost like, hey, turn on. That or he had some Vicks Vapor Rub on his hand. Could have been. It works. Here's some smelling salts. See, I I had not thought about, I hadn't gone down the path that it's a Sith power. And it makes sense because she is Palpatine lineage. So so if that's the case, what does that make the Baby Yoda character? I don't know. You know what I mean? That makes Baby Yoda exactly what you think it makes. Right? Yeah. Right? And we can't believe that because he's just just fucking cute to be a bad guy. (laughs) That would be ballsy. Um, there was two things that I wanted to bring up before we really get into the meat of everything here. It's, mm, you know, one of the big, <laughs> and I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this specifically, of course. is the critics, and I hate the word critic because they all seem to just live to, to shit on movies. When did the word fan service become so bad? Because that, that was one of the gripes that all these so-called critics and everyone that wants to just rip movies apart, well, all, all it is is fan service. Motherfucker, I've been watching these movies for 42 years, and you're telling me you're going to end it? You better service the shit out of me to make you know, me happy. That, that's an excellent observation, because they, you're right, Mike. I, I, they have kind of turned that word into some sort of derogatory phrase. Right. They were, I first heard it with Marvel, and I thought, well, yeah, that's great. But you're right. Do you that's want really, me to see the movie? Yeah, that's or? a really good observation, man. Because yeah, they some of them have turned that into a negative thing, and I, I just thought, well, why wouldn't you want to give us fan service? Well, at some point, anything that you're that you're talking about, some group or somebody can turn into a negative thing, and I don't think that fan service is a bad thing. No, it's what not I right. what I, I do think is that you can overdo it. Absol- absolutely, yeah, yeah, and I think can. I think when these critics are talking about that. That's what they're referring to because there was a ton of fan service in Rise of Skywalker. And to me, it's cool, but it's almost like we can't come up with anything that'll make them, that'll draw them in. So let's just use the other 10 movies and we'll just intersperse them. And that, that can get annoying. But to your point, if you take a movie like this and what it is and what it's wrapping up, don't start new shit because now you're just going to have people complaining that they didn't continue it. This movie had to be fan service because if you start introducing new stuff and even hints at another trilogy, people are going to roll. Okay. I thought it was the end of the end of the saga. The way this movie ended, it's over. I mean, unless you're going to, it was funny. I heard on the, See, I disagree. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 oh, <laughs> you can't do anything more with the Skywalkers. I think what you're going to see God, no. is, uh, it, at some point, you're going to see Baby Yoda end up with Ray in a show to some extent. I, I, I think that's what's going to happen because Mando's looking for the Jedi and she's the only one left. Right. She's it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but that, I, I think that's, that's how you can tie those two together. 
but th- th- that, that's true. That's that true. But look bit. at the look at the time expanse that's gone between the Mandalorian and right at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, you're, you're looking. Uh, you're looking at. Mo- I mean, Luke was because the Mandalorian takes place after Return of the Jedi, right? Five years after. Yeah, five years, and Luke was in his sixties in Return of the in the Last Jedi. So you're talking what 30, 45 years? Yeah, Some, somewhere so, in that range. So the, Man- the Mandalorian shows up at, with Ray with Baby Yoda with his rascal. You know, running across the sand. So good. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's, it's a long time. It's not a stupid thought. It's just that at some point they have to recognize the timeline. The thing that lends itself to that, though, is that that little Yoda can live 900 years. So right. you're, not, you're not worried about I, that guy being around. That's, that's true. true. Right. That's now, true. Man- Mando, maybe not. Right. Sure. But the little guy, oh, yeah, he's going to be around. Sure. See, they, they can still continue this story. They say it, was, it wraps everything up, and it does wrap up Luke and Leia. And and the old stool, but you you now have a Jedi that calls herself Skywalker, right? Right. And you can still move forward with this whole thing. Plus, there's so many other things that happen. It they, they always it's like it's like a fucking Halloween movie. We killed Fred or we killed Michael. Uh, oh wait, in Halloween Seven, Michael's back. It's always we've 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 whipped up. I mean, into the Jedi right here on the TV. Return of the Jedi. We've destroyed the Empire. And there was then six it's more the movies. first yeah. order, right? <laughs> or it's the final order. So right. it's, and there's Palpatine's always scenes back, and you know, always yeah. those factions out there. They can still continue forward with this. And she took the name Skywalker at the end. So, which I'm cor- okay with it. Corny or not, I loved it. It was almost like it she, was. Well, Le- Leia had basically adopted her. Yeah. At that point, is is the way that I took that they were presenting that, and then she said, "You know what? He may be my dad, but or my grandpa, but he's not really my dad." So I'm going to be the part of the movie that I found to be, you know, pretty uh, touching, really, you know, talking about the adoption point is she made no bones about who she had chosen when she stops her son and and basically allows Ray to kill him. Mm-hmm. Now, now she heals him, but if she had a choice there, she made it and it was Ray. And we're getting you out of here. And if if Ben dies in the process, well, then then so be it. Yeah. Or and there was something else in the movie that I just loved that they showed was Leia training with Luke. That was that was pretty cool. Awesome. That was pretty. But cool. again, awesome. again, it was something that they addressed with 13 seconds of dialogue. Yeah, but then if you also go into the expanded universe with everyone who reads the books and all that stuff, that stuff was there. They, they just never done it on screen. It's obvious that they had, that she had some force powers right. from the last Jedi. But what I, what my problem with it is, is that's great. You know, all about the expanded universe because you took all the time to read the books, but that movie, I, if I just go see that movie and it's the expanded universe, I, and I don't know the expanded universe, you, you see what I'm getting at? Uh, you could have, you could have spent more time than I'm training up, I don't want to train anymore because that's that's what that's Especially what happened. Especially for young viewers, yes. a lot of the people seeing these movies, you know, teenagers, they they may not have seen oh, the original. I'm, so they're they're watching yeah. this and they're wondering what the you could have you could have taken five minutes and gone through that just to let us know. Okay, that's why Leia ended up being such a badass. Then you go back into what we started with at the beginning. They don't have time. 
But, because but this movie was already two hours, 20 minutes. People, people it's that sat, middle movie, man. It's that middle movie. It, it, if really people sat and watched Endgame for you, three hours and change, they would have watched this if it was good. Yeah, I mean, that, not if it, but if, if they wanted to do that. We were all waiting for that Avengers Assemble line. But <laughs> I'd, I'd wait all day for that. Right. We waited <laughs> 10 years. Uh, I, yeah, can, I can it, do this all day. Yeah, that, that little part, that snippet where Leia and Luke are training. Again, that's, that's just Abrams, you know, closing that. "Quote unquote loophole, right? Yep. And Tying it I up. Just, and yeah, when he did it, I just went, "Wow, that that's it's it's well done." I'm yep. glad. Yeah, it was, and it was, and I'm okay that they mentioned it. I just felt right. like the part. Of the, would would you have been upset if the movie would have been four minutes longer? Hell no. Okay. No. You but, know, one thing I will say about being concise, though, that's um, Disney, though the the greatest speech point. ever given in U.S. history is two and a half minutes. True. Right. The Gettysburg Address. Two and a half minutes. You don't need to be long-winded to to make a great point. And I, I think that's kind of what you were saying. You know, some of my, my favorite authors, uh, Hemingway, for example, he's very concise. There's not a whole lot of flowery language there. No, he does. He gets right to the point. I mean, here it is. Here's the story. So I, I do enjoy that style uh, of storytelling. But again, when you're talking about an 11-movie universe... A couple more minutes might, right. might be okay, you know, because we've invested. You know, Mike, like you said, man, you, you were at the premiere of the first one. Yeah, I, I mean, come on now. I mean, this is going back decades for you, so yeah. so a little more attention to that. I, I I can see why people would think that way. And to go back to what you said, erase that middle movie and expand this movie, and it's gold. Well, why it was gold world, anyway to me, just, but. To you guys, why did JJ not just do the whole trilogy? I, I, I don't understand. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's time, and I think it's money. I think what JJ Abrams would have charged Disney to have directed all of them as as per being a consultant went into their budget. That that's my that's my thoughts. And he he's got he's like Cameron was in the eighties. Now Abrams has got his fingers in everything. I mean, right. he is he is, and he just maybe he just couldn't commit. You know? Also, he single handedly. Brought back the Star Trek. Yep, yep. He sure know, did. Uh, he did franchise. He Absolutely, sure did. What a brilliant job he did. There. I was not a Star Trek fan by any means, but I I watched the shit out of those movies. I liked Star well, Trek, but it was it by no means to me there was never a debate. Star Wars or Star Trek? Don't you need to fucking talk about it? It's Star Wars all day long. I liked Star Trek. I liked the old one. Um, I liked the even numbered movies. <laughs> Star Trek was the cousin you talked to every Thanksgiving at dinner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't hate it, it by any means. It was right. cool to hang out with them, but it's on yeah, I'll TV. see you next uh, year. I'll buddy. watch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and, and that's okay. It's totally okay. <laughs> that's all right. But it's just I think I think it's just a, a function of he's just he's got too much going on. I want to I want to talk about Leia in the movie real quick. Our princess. Our princess, absolutely. Which Jenna. I would like to I would like to bring up that I have actually stood in the presence of the gold bikini. Mm. They had the exhibit down in St. Petersburg with the Star Wars costumes and everything. Yeah, I have pictures of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell, tell me you didn't pop a little bit of a chub. <laughs> Everybody's shaking their head yes. No answers. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I understand why they did what they did. Because with Carrie Fisher passing, you had to have Leia in it. But the CGI and the dialogue that they had to use kind of broke it for me because you could tell it was like having it was it was like having a disjointed conversation 
It was like you had listened to a tape that somebody had made that they're trying to incriminate, and you can tell that they've edited the words together. I have the... It was, it was awesome that she was in it, but at the same time, her dialogue with Ray was really weak. To I me. didn't even notice it. I, 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 didn't either. I didn't even notice at all. I thought that was just the last footage that they I, had that they could not have written into this story any better right, with I what they had. Agreed. I feel the same way. I, I enjoyed Leia. Uh, but but again, for me, uh, I, I really could have done exactly with a lot <laughs> more of the main character of the entire saga, and that's Luke. Yep. I how they don't spend more time with him, I just simply don't. They they get it. I do. They made it about Ray because they can't drive this monster behemoth forward. On Luke, they can't because if you if you look at it now, you look at. I think you could have, not necessarily with no, him you, being on the front lines, you, but you can't because he's he's just he, too old. You cannot you cannot bank on him being around for another three movies. No, 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 no. It, they could have involved him in all three of these movies a little. Well, maybe not the first one because the setup was great. Well, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing that he should have been more in this one, oh. but. And Last Jedi, he could have been in that in a completely different Yoda capacity well, with we Ray. All, we all agree with that. we all agree with that. Absolutely, you know, I, I think say Luke doesn't die in uh, in the Last Jedi. I think you could add a really interesting moment where the whole story comes full circle. You know, right. I mean, as we're watching this movie here, you know, you know how this is going to end. Mm-hmm. Vader's going to sacrifice himself. You know, what a really interesting concept that would have been to see Luke do the same thing for Rey. Back again with the Emperor. But didn't he and technically? Just really pull that all together. Didn't he technically sacrifice himself see, by keeping them at bay at the end of Last Jedi? Not just, the way we just, wanted it. Just to bootstrap well, on what Nick just said, again, this, this has to do with the choices that Ryan Johnson made. Right. How well, great because, would it have been to see those characters together again right. after all of those years? Yeah. yeah. And this is why it's so critical that when you find the right director, because, you know, everything you see through the lens, that's the director's choice. Right. You know, right. Everything that Every you frame. See, everything that you see through the lens is the, the director, what he saw through the lens, and what the audience is going to see, you know, after the edits, of course. But to Nick's point, yeah, that... Abrams has to follow to some extent what Johnson did in Last Jedi, and, and then if oh they're all pieces of the same puzzle, you got to use it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has to go in a different direction, but he has to stay quote unquote true to what Johnson did in Last Jedi because it becomes canon right, at that point, exactly. and you can't you know you can't do the whole oh you know Ray wakes up from a dream type <laughs> bullshit. You right. know, you, yeah. you you can't do that. Like Dallas, yeah. yeah. You can't throw out the new heart ending. No, <laughs> no. But you know, I'm just sitting here as we're watching this scene. How great would that have been to it see would, the Emperor been... and Luke again, and and just one more time, he's there, and, and, and that goodness and that purity, that unwavering dedication to what is right against the ultimate evil. I, I would have loved it. Right. I would have loved it. it. It would have been really good. Yeah, it's... I mean, th- there was just a lot of stuff that... in this movie that... It, it, like you just said, like, man, give me more of that. Like, 
you know, as again, as we're sitting here watching the end of Jedi, in Last Jedi, how awesome would it have been if Luke was training her and he just fucking picks up his lightsaber and they're going at it. And he's just doing it one-handed, three musketeer style because he's fucking Luke right. Skywalker, almost like, like a Matrix yeah, like type Neo, scene. Yeah, like Neo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with as good as you are, you're not even close. Yeah, right. like she's doing all her stuff, and and you know he ducks out of the way without doing anything, and then just kicks her on the ass. He's like, no, do it again. Yeah, like, I, I will say that the that the combat scenes and the action scenes and and Rise of Skywalker were phenomenal. Blew me away. They were I, they, I, they were they were phenomenal. They were excellent. They, there were certain things in those scenes that you're like. <sighs> Come on, but there was so many little things that that like hit me, and I'm like, oh, why would you do that? All right, you know, you just like Mike says, you just let it go. Uh, but I, I, the the action was just crushed it. Uh, f- phenomenal. You know, what's funny is I, I I was in here working last night, and I had started Return of the Jedi. It was like 10:30, and it's the scene when they're on the skiff at the after you know after he at the Sarlacc pit, mm-hmm. and you see um, when Luke's got his lightsaber. The way that they choreographed those lightsaber fights, and then the way that they choreographed the first three, and then the the third three, is night and day. Luke yeah. Luke looked like he had a two handed sword, just swinging it, just angry. And and all the new ones that involved like Qui Gon, it's like they're fencing, and right. it's it was it's a difference between like a you know an old long sword yes. and a rapier. Yes. you know it just so elegant and light and beautiful. Uh, and then, like you said, in those early ones, man, it's <laughs> swinging twenty-five right. pound it's, swords. I mean, to put it in a sports comparison, it's for it's uh, Muhammad Ali and George Foreman. Uh, the it, best we've ever seen. Da- is hey, what, heavyweight what, and featherweight, right? Yeah, D- different type of fight. Dancing all, all, all the way around. Yeah, it, it, right. yeah. The best we've ever seen is you know Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, you know where uh, you know. Uh, um, Anakin goes against uh, Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. We've uh, never seen anything close to I that. I think the best lightsaber uh, scene comes from a different movie. All right, we'll save that for our list then. All right, so we'll wrap up our Rise of Skywalker. Uh, out of ten, how many? Oh, for me, yeah, nine and a half. Richard, I'd give it a nine. Uh, seven at most, <laughs> and and a lot of that is it's almost it, it's almost like a quicksand type thing you know last jedi was so bad that it, it just almost feels like it's tugging on this movie for me and as much as i want to like it those three movies are one whole story and i can't omit a third of the story right and yeah. so for me it's a seven seven and a half. i'm i'm somewhere between a seven and an eight and the only reason i am is because the movie the movie was it was very, very good. There was just so many little nitpick things that would hit me that I would be like, for instance, you went to a Star Destroyer and broke a guy out. You know what I mean? Right. It was it was great. That's it was exactly great right. action, but you went to a Star Destroyer. There are literally like 25,000 Stormtroopers. It was, it was fun, it, but there was just little, little nitpicky stuff like that. But the movie itself was phenomenal. For you know me, what would have been fun in those those moments? See Ray embrace her lineage a little bit. Wreck shop. Twenty five thousand of them. Yep. Let's zap every damn one of them with light. Let, let's get some Thor action going on. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, 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 once she learns her lineage, hey, use it. Uh, and they said it to it. Don't, don't be afraid of who you are. Don't be afraid of who you are. Which was a great Wasn't line, it by Leia the way. Who said that? 
It was. It was. That sounds like something. Later. It was there, but it was also something that uh, she said to herself in that Empire moment in that hallway where Evil Ray shows up and says, "Don't don't be afraid of who you are." Oh, that's right. Right. Was anyone else real scared when uh, she blew up that transporter? I thought they. I thought they killed my boy. Actually, I no. looked. Go, I looked. I over thought at, they killed my boy. We're gonna get to that. I was I, devastated. I have something on that too. By the way, I looked over at Mike and I went force lightning. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was really. You See, know, and at a, that point, a, I had already sin. known, so I'm like, yeah, a well, you, pilot, I yeah. felt like you knew it at the beginning of the movie. You know, when they're kind of, that strobe light is on Palpatine's face, right? It's like you don't know who she is, <laughs> and you're like, yep. oh well, okay. <laughs> oh, I, all right, I, I never once. I, I'm like, that's just that's a, that's a red herring. I, there's no way they are going to kill Chewbacca. No way. I'm so glad. They oh did. no, I never thought he. I would have been he so sad. Been. Yeah, it's um, I and, and I have something on that too. We'll get to, but it was funny because you know, with, like you mentioned with the nitpicks, and like I had said with being online and you know, critics air quotes, just doing everything they can to just pick apart this movie. I felt like Donnie Yen or uh, what's his name in Rogue One. When he's just walking in the middle of all the yeah, fire, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am the force. The force is with me. Like yeah. that's how I felt going into this because, like, I don't care what all you motherfuckers say. I'm gonna enjoy the shit out of this movie. There's remember, nothing you can do to take away from it. Remember the uh, the scroll was it's coming up? You know where it shows. Yeah. You know what episode? And they tell you a little bit about it. And I looked over at Mike and I said, "Also, oh, Palpatine's the MacGuffin." Yeah. Remember I, mm. I leaned over because that's I saw it. Fr- we saw it Friday. Yeah, we, we saw it Friday. We the day before. Correct. Yeah, so I went. Also, oh, Palpatine's the MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. You know, as as the, the you know the scroll where they tell you a little bit what's what's going on, and I went, well, this should be interesting because they have you know when you have a human being as you know as the uh, the, the driving the the, the the driving force in the movie. Right. I thought, well, that could be pretty interesting. Yeah, and it's. I mean, I know we're going to get into all of Star Wars here in a second, but can we just talk about real quick how awesome Palpatine was when he went full. Fucking Palpatine at the end. Oh God, <laughs> that is ridiculous. In Dolby, man. my spleen was shaking like Drew Bledsoe's. Nice. On it was limited. It power was on like when he just like eh, it's no big deal, and then he just throws it up, and that theater shook when that lightning went up. I, dude, I was giddy as hell. I just, of course, that's why I went four times. Now, did it ever really get into, you know? Uh, what? How? How is he still around? It was cut. How? Disney wouldn't put that version out. They cut that from the movie. That's that. That's absurd. That is part that, of. That's an absurd decision. Then. No, granted, granted, it's rumors. But the three-hour-plus version of this movie addresses Palpatine's backstory. I, I don't understand how you cut that. Uh, yeah, I, I, that I, is I, I the nonsense. Thing, I said the same thing to Mike. I said, you know. You could have given us 30 seconds how the hell he survived. No yep. kidding. No well, kidding. You see him get thrown into the reactor, and, and you see him like become part I mean, of it or we're something. Watching or, it, we're watching it right now. This thing literally implodes upon itself. Oh, it, it's this, gone. This is one of the things that kind of took me out of it. This thing disintegrates. It's almost like a supernova. And yet there is <laughs> half right, of it. Yeah. Yes, and yet there's half of it on a moon. So, look, oh, look at, it's there's, gone. There's nothing left. There's nothing <laughs> left right there. And yet they go Nothing. to you see what the, and, and even though it was awesome that they were there and the way they did it, I know it just. But I'll I'll go back to one of the original points that I kind of skipped over. Do people overthink Star Wars? It's no. a movie. No, they, I, no, <laughs> you can't you can't overthink a universe. I, I don't think and the, that, I don't think that's the fans it. Do. If this was one movie, 
Yeah, you're overthinking it. Yeah. It, this is an 11 movie universe. 42 years. I don't think you're overthinking. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is what it is. I didn't care. I love seeing the the and wrecked, half underwater Death Star, the throne room. Who didn't get, you know, like, oh, what I, a great I, moment I, too, yeah, where you could have had the, for, the Force Ghost with Luke. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, hey, I, you know, just a simple, you know, I'm gonna guide you through here. You know, this place is full of evil and da da da. Right. Just something tiny, little things that you could have done. If if you can't tell, I'm a, I'm a little pissed off about Luke. Or <laughs> I think we all you even have Luke tell Ray, you have to go in. That's the way you have to go in there. These are your final steps. <laughs> Do we have that 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 whole... scene? By the way, was awesome. Where all the old Jedi were speaking to her. Yes, right. that Not was really, really cool. A ge- a uh, all I wanted to hear was, all I wanted to hear was, uh, what was Samuel Jackson's character? Kill that Mace, motherfucker! Mace yeah, get your ass up and kill that motherfucker! Not that motherfucker Mace. out. That would have been great. They call um, it a royale with cheese. You know, it's funny. To, uh, it's I mean, so good, right? Let, let's give Johnson a little nod because he did put that in, you know, the, uh, the Last Jedi. Luke already had that experience with her where she goes into the cave right. and embraces the dark side. Right. And that worries the shit out of him, remember? Yeah. So to Johnson's credit, he we'd already seen that part. That's where, fair. Yeah. Where, where Skywalker has that experience with her that you must go in there. So let me ask you this then. Why didn't he immediately try to kill her like he did his nephew? Who? Luke. Like, he, he like when he tried he, to kill maybe Kylo. he didn't sense See, evil I mean, that's her. the part that just kills he was, me. He, he was so will, grumpy. He will right, he was stay so on board with Vader till the very end, but his nephew has a bad dream. I also think that and, they, they convoluted that whole storyline so much. You don't know if Luke was wrong or if Kylo was wrong. Fuck Ryan right? Johnson. You re- right. No, you really don't, because <laughs> because you get it from two people's point of view, and both people are, are legitimately... You could exonerating themselves, sides. and you're like, did Luke fuck up, or was Kylo a shithead? You don't, you don't really know. Didn't Palpatine say that he was the one that was putting those images yeah. in Kylo's head? He was yes. the voice you've been he hearing the whole time, and they did all the different voices: Snoke, right. Vader. It, it, which again, JJ, that was awesome. That was really, really well done. It, right. Just great. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of things here that I had heard. You know, with all the like, you know, of course, I listened to the Kevin Smith review on this whole thing, which he loved as well. But there was some other stuff that was brought up by other people in the process. And the mirror imaging of Anakin dies full dark side in a next to a river of lava. Right. Which, you know, fire just brimstone like it was just, you know, on it was awesome. And then Ben does it. He dies good in, by the ocean dies i mean brought back but that whole i just like god damn that was okay that's pretty cool and then ben dies by the ocean well he doesn't die but kylo dies kylo dies kylo dies okay and then is redeemed by the water which i thought was pretty cool i i saw this and i i'm not sure if it's true because i've only seen the movie once but i was reading something that when kylo goes back to being ben he doesn't say a word the rest of the movie. No. He, he not- doesn't speak it's just, as Ben 
once. Dude didn't really have time. He showed up and it was go time with okay and like that. I mean, that seems kind of strange, huh? We're gonna have this huge transformative moment for this character. Oh, hey, buddy, you're you're done speaking for the last forty five minutes of the movie. I guess you're not only, gonna say a word. I guess the only person you really spoke to was Han. That was it. Yep, that, that was, was it. That was it. And what was what was Han? Because he wasn't a force ghost. Here's no. here's my thought, and it's not. I can't even take credit for it. It was someone else's. Or, uh, theory on this that's what Leia did that she spent all her energy to redeem her Maz Katana said it Leia knows what she has to do in order to reach her son right and it was Han that was her proje- I, I agree with I agree with so, that so that was her projection so almost was, in the same way Luke projects himself yes and then Luke dies because she was doing that with Han in the theme through I all, like that I the, can buy that in the theme through these all these movies was Han or he Ben Kylo was so conflicted still that that was the one thing you get to talk to your dad one more time. Yeah, I love that. I, and it, to me, it made, you know what? I'm going with that because it makes perfect sense. You know, and no, again, that, though, you know how they could have shown that. Just have a, a moment with her where she whispers, Han. Yeah. Just a just a fraction of a second where she says his name and then he's there and you're like, well, oh, they had to use they had to use previous sound bites. I don't think she ever said Han. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, just a quick little side note thing on here that someone had made that there was some J.J. Abrams is known for using tidbits from past movies mm-hmm. in his movies. The Chewie moment where you thought Chewie died, mm-hmm. real similar to how we all thought Marion died in Raiders of the Lost Ark. She, yeah. was, she was in a different truck. Yeah, um, that, that's a good point. The Emperor's face melted at the end. Yeah. Oh wow. I, I did. I told Susan that there was a real Raiders of the Lost um, That's cool. Poe had to cha- Poe chased down an angry ex lover. Wow. Marion. Wow. And then they found an artifact in a cave. Sure enough. And I, I'm like reading this. I'm like, God damn! It was right in front of me, and even I didn't notice. The only it. thing that would made it better is if uh, you know, once she picked up picked up the keystone, if a giant boulder just came. Oh, that yeah. would have been wrong. <laughs> what that the hell is going it, on here? That would have made it much better. <laughs> yeah, wait, but when I was reading that, I'm like, God damn, yeah, that was pretty good. So yeah, I just I had to bring that up because I thought it was uh, pretty cool. Yeah, awesome. It is. It is. It's dead on. It's dead on. Yep. Um, so before we dive into the Star Wars stuff, should we take a break? I'm I'm game if you're game. Sure. I need more water. All yeah. right. You bet. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back. Shut the hell up, that Mike. Was a, that was a great break. God damn it. <laughs> Over here playing with his Belschnickel that he won. Which, by the way, we need to go ahead and announce real quick. Yeah. We're going to draw out of the hat the name uh, of the person that has won the drawing for the Belschnickel that submitted. Uh, do you want to reach in and grab the name? Yep. Let me reach into this bag of one names. Okay. So, congratulations. Uh, uh, it's Crazy Boat crazy, Bridget. Crazy Bridget. The crazy only, Bridget. I can't believe we only had one person register. You will be receiving your Funko Pop Belschnickel. Thank you for your participation. We had a whole shitload of people vote on the elves. I think we had some pretty. I think we had some pretty good pictures. We're gonna. We got some bonus stuff that we're gonna put up on the Patreon page, which I will be discussing with you guys later. And uh, thanks for thanks for listening and playing. Nice job, Bridget. Yeah, good job. All right. So uh, time constraints. Uh, this this uh, this feature has been edited to fit the time constraints. <laughs> we're gonna go ahead. And, 
Remember when you used to hear that shit on TV after you know yeah. like your football game would it's run been over? Modified been, to fit yeah. the screen or yeah. something like that. Yeah, we fucked up your movie to fit our commercials. Is what it boils right, down to. Right, right. We're gonna go right to our top eleven list and uh, have the other discussion here in a little while. Um, Richard has vacation that he needs to get to, and vacation's a very important thing. So we're gonna go ahead. And with it being eleven, I know that this this discussion's gonna take a little while because we're gonna say different things. So, so for reasons. Our uh, top 11 Star Wars movies, that includes episodes 1 through 9, Rogue One, and Solo. And who wants to start? Well, Richard, you've pretty much said the least, so why don't you start? Where do you want to go, 11? We 11 starts. Yes. Go from wor- worst to first. We're going to start See, it. When, when you first told me about this, I said, that's easy. 1 and 11 are so simple, it's not even funny. Okay. So... No, number 11 to me will always be Phantom Menace. Number 11. Oh, I, I hated everything about that movie. So we were not in, we are not in, uh, it's not unanimous. A unanimous uh, number 11. I, I, I'm with, hated, I hated I'm, the CGI. I hated Jar Jar Binks. I hated everything about that movie. I, Even when I'm it just going to say, I'm with Richard. I have the same thing. Like if it comes on TNT or whatever, I, I won't watch one snippet of it. I, I hated it, hated it, hated it. There, but, I had a lot of problems with it, but it had some, it had some redeeming qualities. And when I get to it, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. To me, it had some redeeming qualities. Uh, it has one of arguably oh, and, and, w- one of the best moments in Star Wars, and, honestly. And, and that they, is the sole reason it's not number eleven for. And, yep. they, and they killed Darth Maul. Yeah. Well, they had to to drive the story forward. They snoked his ass. I guess. Snoked his ass. They snoked his literally. Ass. Like, hey, here's this big bad. Oh wait, no, sorry, he's he's dead. And as I <laughs> as I briefly showed you guys on the. Uh, the Disney app before we started, watch Rebels if you like Darth Maul because it totally right. It's the, it's awesome. I have seen them in Rebels. Yeah, it's right. so good. He's got the spider body, but you know, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I got I have nothing good to say about it. Even Guagon dies. Yeah. Okay. So oh, I mean, man. honestly, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I I think I get it. You you you're same. Yours, I have yours, Phantom Menace as a number eleven. Yes. Why Why did you hate it so much? Um, honestly, it's because, like you said, it's a CGI vomit session because the Lucas is out of his mind clearly at this point. The overall vision of the movie, I guess, to use a snooty critic term, I mean, could have been phenomenal if J.J. Abrams did this entire six movies. I mean, would have been awesome. But the CGI, the stupid-ass characters, Jar Jar Binks, the Gungans, I could not stand. There's just ninety oh, percent of this movie to me is trash. But that fight between Ben Kenobi and Qui Gon and Darth Maul, I will watch ten times. That is why it's not my number eleven. I think the that musical fight, score you know, in that fight amazing. Too is so Duel of the Fates, good. amazing. Yes, it's so good. It's yeah. It, that snippet alone of that movie was amazing. Is that your number eleven? Yeah, so you know, I I <laughs> so hate we, to we feel agreed. like I'm beating a dead Jedi here, but uh, yeah, the last Jedi. Was that's my that's my number eleven. Yeah, and you know what? It's terrible. It made me hate Star Wars. It didn't make me hate Star Wars, but it made me it made me look at something and say the guy that did this, and I don't know if we I don't know if Ryan Johnson wrote it. Did he mm-hmm. write it? Mm-hmm. It it strayed wildly. From it had the path. no it had no direction. The whole yeah. story. This is why I hated it. I did not like what they did with Luke, but 
I understand what they did with Luke. None of us like you that. had. You had this whole movie revolved around a fleet being chased by a fleet that was running out of gas, essentially. Worst OJ chase God, in the ever, movie ever. So bad, when right? You put it that way. But that's what it was. And they were trying to figure out how they were basically going to pull over to the Exxon and fill up the tank. Mm-hmm. And God, everything, terrible. everything that they did, that's everything that they did was inconsequential. The whole they went to the casino. That was a stupid storyline. Well, and then they just blasted through the yes. ship at the end. So what the hell? That, Why didn't you just what I'm do saying. that? It was inconsequential. And and the whole thing was uh, Poe was like, oh, we got to do this. And like, oh, you have to listen to us. Just fucking tell us what you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Don't don't keep just. We're, we, aren't we all on the same ship? Should we be prepared for this? Hey, we're kind of all being chased here. Now the the battle on the salt flats amazing was cool. Uh, it was that, beautiful. Visually, it, yeah. it, it was excellent. But the story was just it was. Garbage. It was, it, was, it was, and that's why I did not like it. I thought the special effects were good. I thought the acting was good. I thought that the Jedi fights were the, you know, the whole thing with with Luke on the island was just stupid. It was just that's where I came from on that. And I don't, I don't think we can rehash Couldn't that one enough. Agree more. So that motion is passed. Passed. <laughs> passed. All right. All right, Richard. What's your number? Richard 10? just shaking his head in shame over there. I know. It's because, that bad. Because it brings it back to memory. You know, yeah. We're all talking about it, and I just think, my God, it was just awful. Detroit. Uh, I recently had walked over, and I saw Knives Out, which is that Ryan Johnson did that movie. Right. And I literally, I sat in the seat, loved the movie, can't say enough that about the movie. That movie is absolutely incredible. I'm glad that you liked it. But I thought to myself, of like, course man, Don Johnson. that is a great movie. It's the, fuck it, that guy. It's the genre. Well, you, you wonder, know, what he, the he, hell happened then? Yeah. If if you're this smart and you can make a movie this good, what what were you on? It's the genre. Yeah, that's why Christopher Nolan doesn't do comedy. Well, and it, it goes back to uh, the idea of fan service. You know, if if you have your own IP, fan service doesn't matter to you. I mean, that that's original content. You're you're using your vision. But when you step into the Star Wars universe, it's if a, you completely ignore fan service, that's a you different are a arena. Dip. Shit. I fully believe that what happened with The Last Jedi is the reason that the two guys that were on Game of Thrones are not doing Star Wars movies. Now. Oh, we talked about that, too. 100%. Because they do not know. And if you're, if you're going to write Star, a Star Wars movie, you need to know all the shit you were talking about earlier. You need to know the entire universe. Yep. You need to be able to recite Rebels. You need to know exactly why Palpatine is still alive. You need to know all that stuff. And I believe that in that... He was like, hey, I know how to write. And they were like, okay, here you go. It yeah. came abundantly clear, you know, with Game of Thrones. And Mike will tell you, I love Game of Thrones as, as much as, as virtually anyone. Uh, it became very clear once Wise and Benioff got beyond the source material, they were out of their depth. I enjoyed and the last couple seasons of that show, man. I mean, talk I enjoyed about the last. Off a cliff. I enjoyed the last season, but it did go off the rails, and it could have been a, it could have been a lot better, and should have been different. But you know, yeah. Once again, taking one of my favorite characters, John Snow. Snow, and just who's the Luke Skywalker of that show? My yeah, God. All right, so Phantom Menace and Last Jedi off the board. Yeah, I think well, those two <laughs> are going to be at the bottom. <laughs> what's what's your number? What's your number ten? Well, number ten. Let's let's just finish this up. It's Last Jedi for me. Okay, so yep. and, and your number ten, Attack of the Clones. Oh, okay. So I thought you were going to agree. All right. So, so you have you have Last Jedi at number eleven, or at number ten. You, Richard, no. do you want it? Do you, the Last Jedi is at number ten for you? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Is there anything else you want to say about it? 
that we haven't already said? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we'll just why don't we just go in a circle? Nick, what was your number ten? Uh, Phantom Menace, and again for all uh, yeah. of the same okay. reasons. And my, and my number ten was a Phantom Menace. So we discussed that pretty full. I mean, right. again, you know what? I didn't mind the little kid. Um, he wasn't that bad, but you now know what? this is pod racing. Yeah, now like the pod race was cool, but I did not need I did not need twenty minutes of pod racing. No, that uh, Sebulba. You, you could have yeah, hey. you could have given me the fact that he's a great pilot in five or ten minutes of that. And and and, and like I said earlier, nobody's going to be upset if the movie's four minutes longer. Well, it is if it's not worth watching. Yeah, but that was you, you know twenty I mean? minutes less of Jar Jar, so I was okay with the yeah, pod race. Ag- agreed. Um, you know what? It had like we said the the because Misa didn't like that. <laughs> The I will say I will say that the the <laughs> I will say that the um God damn it the the, the lightsaber Jesus a fight at the end yeah. was amazing oh, and yeah. I also I also kind of enjoyed Qui Gon and and Obi Wan yep. at the beginning on the Trade Federation ship when they were fight that was kind of good other than that yeah it was what I much enjoyed garbage. about Qui Gon in those movies was that he never seemed as austere and dedicated to the Jedi code, you could tell there was some wiggle room with him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what made Obi-Wan such a great Jedi because he kind of was able to pass that on to Luke and then kind of pass that on to Ray, and you, you can kind of see that as it as it moves on down. So you're My, gonna bring in Liam Neeson to be a high ranking badass Jedi dead, for one movie. Dead. I love the fact that he had Terrible a particular choice. set of skills. Terrible choice. Yep. Nothing. Really? Nothing. What? I didn't hear what you said. I love the fact that he had a particular set of skills. I will find Jesus you Christ. and I will kill you. <laughs> yeah. Now give me Qui Gon and Darth Maul for all three movies. And we're, we're having a completely different discussion. Yeah. But we didn't. But we didn't. So you're number 10. Attack of the Clones. Okay. Uh, again, CGI mess, overdone. Just, I mean, this, the story, love, you know, the part of that movie that I do enjoy is when Obi-Wan's going out on his own to try and find out what's going on, and he meets Jango Fett and Little Boba, and, you know, then the big... It's pretty. It's it, pretty cool. The, Those moments are pretty cool. There's pieces of that movie that I really enjoy, but overall, it's just the ridiculous amount of CGI that Lucas decided yeah. was a great idea with the technology we have these days. Spider-Man three level oh, of CGI. Correct. Just whoa. I mean, whoa. Especially I'm, in the Foundry. You know, Richard. You, you, yeah. You said this. I remember when uh, we were at the theater and we went and we saw. Force Awakens together, and one of the things you love so much about that movie, and really ever since you said it, I I, I look for this now I when I'm exactly watching Star Wars, the puppets, puppetry, yeah, that makes those movies so good. Absolutely, cutting that out completely. Let me let me touch on choice. Let me touch on that for a second. I tweeted something a couple weeks ago and got a handful of likes from it from the people that follow us. I will stand by this until my death. As of this point right now. The Mandalorian is the best thing that Star Wars has done since The Empire Strikes Back. And it's tough to argue. The reason that it is so good to me is it takes us back to the original three. There it's all it's almost all practical effects. Yes, there's some CGI in there, but there's not somebody standing there with the suit on that they make into the alien. It's it's you know what I mean? Baby Yoda is a puppet. Right. It's and one not, of the things I love uh when the camera pops out and you just get that little moment where you see it like shake because it, it's a real thing. This it's on is a stick. 
It's a stick. Yes. Right. So you can see kind of those natural movements, those organic movements that you never, ever, ever get with yes, CGI. I, I agree. And that when J.J. did Force Awakens, that was one of the things that he kept mentioning, that he wanted to go back to what Star Wars felt like, and that was practical effects. So good. It, real sets. Yeah. You know, people climbing into real X-Wings. Yeah, it made, it made a monster difference. It, Absolutely. It, just night and day. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, agreed. I, I could agree with that. I, I think I think the Attack of the Clones had some redeeming qualities, but I'll, we'll, I'll discuss them when we get there. Yep. So, Richard, you're number nine. Uh, number nine is Attack of the Clones. Okay. For me. Uh, I mean, there's there's a one great scene I love in the movie, you know, where... Uh, Padme's ja- shirt gets ripped in half? <laughs> no. <laughs> where Jango Fett's Slave One <laughs> is chasing... You know, Obi-Wan. Oh, yes. I, I freaking love I will watch it. Just I just watch, want to watch that scene. And the, he did something that we've never seen before. And this is Lucas, right? Lucas directed the, the three. Yep. The original. And, um, you know, where it, it, you know, the canisters explode. The seismic charges. You don't hear. You don't hear it. Mm-mm. I mean, you can't hear it. I mean, you shouldn't be able to hear any explosion in space anyway because there's no oxygen. But... You don't hear it. You just see it, and then the asteroid completely collapses upon itself as a result of the seismic charge. Right. But that whole scene where anytime Slave One is on screen, I'm... The next, sound that ship makes. Except for the Millennium Falcon, man, I am like a little girl. It is just awesome. But, yeah, Attack of the Clones for me, man, will yep. be pretty low on my list all the time. Okay. That scene with those charges, I would love to hear in the Dolby Theater. I would see this movie in Dolby just for that just scene for alone. That, when, when that thing does finally go off and that yeah. boom happens, it's it's cool. Uh, and I love the little boy that played, you know, Boba. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I just thought, wow, I can see this kid growing up to be a nasty guy because he sees his dad die in front of him. Yep. Not just die, but decapitated. Right. And I just thought, man, I can see that. You know, I, I like that whole scene, but uh, again, CGI nightmare. Too I, much. I hate it. Just, especially the foundry scene with, between R2 and uh, C3PO. Yep, it's I'm with you. God awful, man. Yep. I mean, yeah, I agree. Uh, and that's why it's your number nine. That's why it's my number nine. Nick. So, nine. Eight and seven, these could go in any order for me. Oh, boy. I, I, I really couldn't. <clears throat> On my list right now, at nine, and again, I, I would put it as high as seven. The, these next three are, are interchangeable for me. Uh, but I got uh, Rise of Skywalker. And again, I, I don't think that's necessarily because of that movie. It, it has a lot more to do with the one that came before it. So much damage was done. Right. It, it, again, for me as a fan, my expectation was very low. So I think that's why it, it finds itself quite low on my list. Low, Nick, your expectation was zero because I, I had to try and sell you on this movie for six months. But my expectation was I wasn't going to see it. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, so... I'd be like, Nick, we're going to go, <laughs> right? Hence, hence the <laughs> whole zero <laughs> comment. I love yeah. right. My expectation was I wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, funny. really. So uh, again, I I might put that as high as as high as as seven, uh, but uh, again. And me, also, let's let's not lie here. This is a hard list to do simply because of the fact that you have eleven movies that we probably all at one time owned, 
and mm-hmm. all and probably enjoyed watching them and were looking forward to them. So it's, right. it's like saying it's like asking who's your favorite kid. You, you know what I mean? I mean, right. Depending no, on you, the day, these these things can fluctuate exactly. up and down the list yes, right? quite yes. a bit. Yes, Carl, you're number eleven, but I still sort of love you. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Phantom. Yes, you're adopted, but still, you can sleep here. Right. Right. <laughs> my my number nine is Attack of the Clones. Um, I I I. My redeeming quality for Attack of the Clones were is twofold. Number one, I I could watch the end battle between the stormtroopers and the Trade Federation robots over and over because it was just it was things that we'd never seen before. Yes, CGI it was a little bit low, but it was cool to see different. The scale was awesome. Yes, the yeah. scale. And number two is, of course, that's the first time that we saw Yoda go ape shit. Yeah. It it was pretty wonderful. It was it was it it really was. I mean, and and, and the movie. Look, let, let's be honest. Hayden Christensen almost ruined that movie for me because and the oh, di- and the dialogue in Attack oh, of the Clones was horrible. It was so bad, it horrendous. It had it had rough CGI. Like the one with the the sand. Oh, just one, ask right? Richard; yes. he'll tell you. I hate sand. It gets in everything. Shut the fuck oh, up. Yeah, he, no, Greg. He was. It's uh, coarse and wolf. it gets everywhere. Yes. Woof. Yeah, he's, I, he's uh, Halle Berry bad. Yeah. <laughs> She's got better. Never mind. Yeah. So, woof. So, but but that that last twenty five minutes where they're dropping. Where, the, where those transports are coming in, and you see the, the yep. stormtroopers getting off, and you know the, there's little things about it that are redeeming, but it's it's got parts. Yeah, it's, you're right. it's it's down there. Yep. Okay, so we're at Richard's number eight. No, my number nine. Your number nine. Last Jedi. I knew it had to it's be down there in, somewhere. Like Nick said, eleven, ten, nine. It. it I mean, roll the dice. It's it, down it just there. doesn't matter. It's I mean, I will there. say, and I I know I talked about this before, but I had went through and rewatched. Almost all of these before Rise of Skywalker came out because you know, give me a reason and I I'll do it. Of course. Um, I rewatched Last Jedi, but I fast forwarded and skipped all the Luke scenes until the very last scene with Luke. Much better movie. How goddamn sad is that? Much better movie. Let Let's just ignore Luke and it's and okay. then and then it makes it's it palatable. Better. Yeah. And that's exactly what. Think like, about any of these other. We're, you know, we're watching New Hope right now. Hey, just skip all the Luke scenes, and it'll be fine, right? Right. But there's so many things that they put in the Last Jedi that were supposed to be like uh, potential that they never. It just they got left there. For instance, when they leave the the casino city, and they have the one little kid there that they hint he has the Force abilities. Mm-hmm. You never see him again. Yep. What the? Oh, what? the broom. Yeah. Empty. What? Yeah. I mean. It's amazing how much of that movie I have uh, forgotten. Yeah, just because I it doesn't. Well, I mean that that's how the movie because ends. it's you not see worth this remembering. Kid use the force to grab a broom. Just, yeah, no yeah, how I've trivial! Seen, I've only seen it once. He's not that was practicing. The He's theater. cleaning a horse stall. Yeah, right. There's just so many things, and like like they they made all this fuss about this um about the the one stormtrooper that was in silver. Oh, Phasma. Yeah. And oh, Captain Phil. Why? She died right away. Yeah, why? You know, that, that seems to be a Star Wars theme, huh? Yeah. Darth Maul. Let's she take might Snoke. Well, she Phasma. Might, she might as well have the red Star Trek jersey Gwygon. on. <laughs> no shit. Gwygon. I mean, hey, yeah, let's introduce these awesome characters, and hey, see ya. But that <laughs> battle on Crate. Boba Fett. Boba Fett, yeah. But yeah. That, that battle on Crate is... I, I can rewatch that with no problem, because it is so cool looking. It is. It's just cool. I want to take a second to address the Boba Fett comment there thing real, real quick. Everybody acts like and, and acknowledges that Boba Fett is this awesome guy, right? He fucking did nothing. 
Nothing at all. He did nothing. He didn't even capture Han. The oh, Empire. But, you but know he, what I mean? But he left with him. He and the only time that you see him in combat, he fucks up, flies into a ship, and falls into the Sarlacc pit. He's this badass with a laser gun, and he doesn't hit what he's shooting at. I just, I, I I'm surprised. Why is there almost such a cult yes. following around him? Yes, I'll tell you. And what did he do to to earn? I'll the tell you damn exactly why. The costume, because yeah. when we saw him uh, in Empire probably. Straight Back, we were like. Who's that guy? Also, I also think the voice, too. The original voice. Not what Lucas did went in and changed the voice. Right. But the original voice, Jeremy Bullock, mm-hmm. I think was the actor that was uh, under the costume. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually saw him at a convention one time. But, um, yeah. Uh, That's exactly I, I what mean, did it. Tying that up, man, was like, whoa, this is lightning. And in the bottle, I am man. not convinced in any way whatsoever that we've seen the last of Boba Fett, thanks to The Mandalorian. But we'll get to that. Very possible. Because we have still not seen who that cape per person was walking up to, what's his name, with a cape. I'll leave it there. Okay. Are we at eight? <laughs> we are at eight. We are at eight. Um, Revenge of the Sith. Wow. Okay. And, that's yep. a, that's that a surprise. that out Lucas's contribution yes. <laughs> to the original, to parts one, two, and three. Right. All three of them he directed. All right, fair enough. Garbage. Nick? <laughs> Uh, that's where Attack of the Clones is. Okay. For me. For me. And I, again, just, you know, the reason it's not a little lower is because there's some moments in that movie. Moments. That, that I really like. And, right. And uh, Yoda's butter knife size lightsaber is, is probably one of my favorite <laughs> moments. Yes. Yeah. And like you said, he pulls his, he, he, when he re- goes to drive, he pulls his cloak out super wide like he's about to pull like a 12, 12 gauge right? double barrel shotgun. It's like this yeah. yeah. It's excellent. Yeah. It's excellent. So good. Here, Here is where my list probably takes a turn for everybody and this is not because I didn't like this movie. It's just that this is how it ranks against the other ones. My number eight, my number eight is Solo. So you finally watched it? Yeah, I watched it uh, Thursday night. I, I, I'm not far off with you. I, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, there are some things that I definitely need to ask some questions about, such as, um, well, I'm not. I'm not. It's not. It's not that Darth Maul is alive. It's what the who's the girl? I don't know who she is at any. That point. is my Khaleesi, the mother of dragons. Yes. No, I know. I know Break. that. I know that that's Daenerys. She's the breaker of chains. I, I know that, but a, as far as the Star Wars universe goes, Stormborn, the stealer of ships. Who, who is she? Who is she in the storyline after that? Now, that you know what I mean. And that's was, why we need a sequel. And Greg. yet again, another character that is introduced, not expanded upon. Yes, and here she is, and uh, there she goes. And, that, and, and I hope you enjoyed it. And See not you. exactly a not popular actress. I'm like, yeah. No. That what are we doing? That whole that that. Part alone knocked it down. I thought the action sequences were cool. Mm-hmm. I, I I loved all the actors in it. Look at the number of crossovers that you have in that for for Star Wars and Marvel. You had Paul Bettany. Yeah. Um. You had uh, uh, John Favreau. Again, it wasn't without its merits. No, it was. I I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I did enjoy it. But at the end, um, because I mean, it's been what a year and a half. I, I could I couldn't Woody expect Harrelson. To not, I could well. We've talked Woody. about we've talked about Woody that Harrelson was pretty before. Cool. It was, it was, it was pretty great. Cool. We've talked about Woody Harrelson before. He's a phenomenal actor. Yeah, he's he's severely underrated as a, as an actor. But it's all it's like all that stuff came together at the end, and I loved the double crossing because that's what Han was and everything. But then you're like, 
who, what, what, where did who? The, and it, that kind of on on the downslope kind of ruined it for me. The um, I loved I loved how fucked up the Millennium Falcon was when it finally landed. Oh yeah, the, <laughs> panels missing. And, oh, it's just driven into the yeah. ground, man. And the Lando other, was heartbroken. The yeah, it's other, beat to hell, crushed. Yeah, he was when he told him when he told him I don't ever want to see you again. And he just the other thing that I did not like was. And I don't know that there's any way to fix this. Harrison Ford is Han Solo, right? There's, there's, and they tried. This guy tried to be Harrison Ford as Han Solo, and he kind you of have to though. I know, but it's he, almost uh, an kind, impossible. Task. I know ex- that's what I'm getting at. Right. It, it was, it was, and you're like, okay, I see what he's trying to do there, but he didn't. To me, he just didn't. I didn't dislike him. He just didn't right. quite pull it off. I, I, I bought it. Totally, I. But like, there's you know, a surprise, and, and you've said it before. It's an impossible task. It is. You can't pick any actor on this planet and say, "Hey, be Harrison Ford at 25 years old." No, you can't I, do I, it. I agree. But and he had little mannerisms and little was, quips. That, CGI man. Little, you know that cocky, arrogant. Like, right. yeah, I, I can do this. You may not be able to, but you know, it's. I, I just I enjoy the shit out of that movie. I will watch it again. Yeah, and I will probably buy it. I, I'm the, not. I'm not. The it's scene just, where he meets Chewie, I, I was like, "This is great." Chewie's beating the shit out of him. Oh yeah, no, he's gonna kill him, and he saved his life. And that that cracked me up. I mean, they, that was a very good series of the movie. Like when he's like, "Oh, blackmail, huh? Okay, no problem." Hey, Lieutenant, we got a deserter. He was like, "Ah, oh, shit." So it, good. It was. It was really. It was yeah. good. But because of the other movies on this list, that it falls. It's tough. Yeah. Oh, and that's totally acceptable. Uh, my eight is Return of the Jedi. Um, wow. There's just... That is down there. Wow. Again, not saying I didn't like it. Obviously, it's legendary. There's just, you know... There's just... When you compare it to some of the other stuff that we've seen, it's, you know, the Ewoks and... and I all, knew you... It's, it's <laughs> I just, knew that's what you were going to say. And it's... See, right there. That's what we were talking about earlier. Yep. Wake, wake up, Luke. Um, it, it was just... It was the Ewoks. The Ewoks were hard to buy. Even when they came out, you're like, these little... Fur bags are taken down, you know, ATSTs, and you know that that was. I thought that was that was. I think the first time, in my opinion, that Star Wars really realized that anything they put in a movie they could sell. And I will still not forgive them for killing Boba Fett, killing air quotes the way that they did, on accident. Yeah, you're he, telling me a, and I know that. It's all canon and stuff. He's not a true Mandalorian, but you're telling me that Boba Fett can't control that jetpack if it goes off an accident. I, I agree. I agree. But there were there were there were some there were some very very silly things. I mean, the scene in uh, Return of the Jedi after the Rancor dies when the fat guy walks out. Oh God! Did we need that? Did we really? Did we really need that in 1983? Well, I don't think so. No. Richard has said this on numerous occasions. If I'm remembering correctly, it was geared towards kids. It was. Everything... It was geared towards kids. It was not like, hey, you know, 30, 40-year-olds, you're going to love this. You know, it was towards us at that time. We were kids. Do you know why it was geared I towards was kids? Kid. Because kids were the ones screaming for... Toys. On your your top five pre- Christmas presents, two of the five, 40% were Star Wars toys. Number one it, was the Millennium Falcon. Absolutely. So, that, like I said, they they said, hey, that we, speaks for itself. if we put so it Ewoks worked. in this movie, we're going to sell this... So yeah. fuck fuck me, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> nice, but I, right. I I see where you're coming from. Yeah, um, number seven. Richard, number seven. 
Uh, actually, a lot of, for a lot of the same reasons Mike just talked about, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So that's where I went, 1983, and uh, the, I just hated the Ewoks. To this day, I still don't care for them at all. Uh, and again, back to Abrams, man. He just gave a short little. Just it's you know, a nod. He, he gave just a, a behind this. You know, the, we saw the back of their heads. We went, oh, the Ewoks, even the Jawas. Remember at the end of the movie? Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, oh, okay, nice little fan service. Exactly. But yeah, I, I just they, yeah they took out they took out a whole battalion of uh, so what if they were full size bears teddy bears then they'd probably be Chewbacca's different yeah probably right different. then yeah I mean when just you a look bunch at, of giant black bears running when you around look at, you know, that, that, yeah a bunch of grizzlies, <laughs> grizzlies out there now see we may need to remake now, it yeah you, you just know, got yeah. a Han riding a grizzly. Stormtrooper standing there, and all of a sudden, this big ass massive bear paw just comes out from behind a tree and knocks his head off. That'd be pretty badass. But but I think somebody else already mentioned this too. It had to go somewhere in the list. Yeah. So that's why it's seven for me. Agreed. Yeah, I can't argue with you. Yeah. Uh, Seven for me was Solo. Uh, Some of the moments that I really loved in that movie uh, were really, it's centered around Chewie. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, even though the movie was called Solo, it was as much about Chewbacca. Uh, when he's in the mines and he's he's seeing, you know, his, his family. His, his family. I mean, that that was a really cool moment for you know. A lot of times, even though Chewbacca's a main character, he gets kind of the shit end. Yeah, quite a bit. You know, to expand on that, I like that because that was a a very good Star Wars moment. Because even though Han was a smuggler. And a thief, and you know, dishonest and underhanded. He always did the right thing in the end. In the end, even in Solo, he did the right thing. He did the right. And thing. he had. They had a job that they had to do. And Han looked at Chewie, and Chewie was like, "Oh," and he's like, "You know what? Here you go, buddy. I understand. I get it. I hope to see you again." He knew that that might have been it, and he knew he knew at that point in my mind that that mission was going to fail. Right. He and knew it was. It wasn't until Return of the or, yeah Return of the Jedi that Han was a full blown leader good guy no more you know no gray area it wasn't until that movie that that was he went all in yeah yeah because they announced they they announced um in the when they were gonna general solo who's your strike force and so and they looked at him and they went general right exactly because even in empire strikes back it was about i gotta get my ship fixed i gotta get the out of here yeah like fine i'll yeah the the first 30 minutes are about him trying to get get out of here yep and it was only because Luke was left out in the cold that he even bothered staying. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, even in in the very beginning of that, he was like, look, man, I got to go because I got a price on my head. So, you know, and they're like, we under, we hate to lose you, but we get it. He wasn't so much of a dick as he was in New Hope. Right. But it was, as it progressed, it got to be good. And that's why I like that whole solo movie with the criminal aspect of it. Now, he was just, I mean, he was out for himself. Right. He was. Well... He was out for him and his girlfriend, and then everything he did was he was trying to get back. It but all circles back to chasing tail, Greg. Every every day, every damn day, Mike. And Khaleesi's a decent one to chase, I guess. It's, uh, you could do much worse. You could do worse. Yeah, yes. you could. Uh, <laughs> well, you saying it, that meme that somebody posted about um, it's Han and Leia, and it says, uh, I kissed my brother. And then the next section is Cersei, Cersei standing there with, that, with that look on her face. Yeah. Oh. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's just smiling like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. that's cute. Hold oh. my beer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you kissed your brother once? My, <laughs> Hold my wine. My number seven is uh, Rise of Skywalker. 
uh, not that I didn't like it. That's just kind of kind of where it fell. It belongs it, in the bottom it, half. It was That's... it was a it, it was a fun movie, but like I said, the little things kind of took me out of it. There was I don't have anything wrong with that movie visually. I'm okay with the storyline. There was just a little just just little tidbits, and again, you know, which kid do you like best? Yeah, hey, that's fair. And I might like it better the second time because we I all did. know I did. We I all did. we all know you go into a movie that has expectations that you watch it the first time and it's not what you were thinking or not what you were expecting or you have the little questions and then the second time you can just fuck it I can just enjoy it you know like like I I hated I hated Ace Ventura the first time I watched it. I hated Anchorman the first time I watched. Same. I didn't like Step Brothers the first time I watched it. Oh, that's a crime. I I know. I don't I don't understand why. <laughs> but then you go back and you watch it the second time and it's one of the greatest they're they're all three some of the greatest movies ever made. So, you know, you just have that expectation when you're looking at somebody coming into it. <laughs> hey, we we can only get a movie like Endgame so Mike, many times. Mike, I agree. Mike actually <laughs> moved right. his chair away. <laughs> That's all right. You didn't like you reach over here to this microphone. I can't shame, be around, I can't be bitch. around this. Shame. Um. So we're at number seven. Yes, sir. Force Awakens. Okay. That was uh, I mean that was a big. Mo- I mean we we had gotten Star Wars back after how long? Since Revenge of the Sith, basically that it's about two it, years it came wasn't back. It? I think it was more than that. Between Revenge, Revenge of the, the Sith, Sith, like seven, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Like I mean, and it Force was, Awakens um, was like two thousand, the two thousand fourteen, two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. So it was big. You got you know we got Star Wars back. We got Han and Chewie back. It, it was. I mean, th- there's not much about that movie that I don't like. I got you. Uh, it was it was very well done. Yeah. And and I, the only thing I can say negative about it was that we all had Star Wars coming and we wanted Luke and then we didn't get Luke. Right. Because of the storyline, but you know, that's understandable. Yep. I'm still bitter that Han and Luke never got to share a scene together in this whole three movie stuff. Yeah. But anyway, seven, Force Awakens for me. Richard, six. Uh, six is solo. All right. I've got the same, so okay, we'll, we'll, we'll save it, time I there. I put it somewhere, but I, I do want to give just, just a tremendous shout out to what Ron Howard was able to put on film because he's brand new to this genre. He doesn't do sci fi, and he had to come in and fix up somebody else's mess. The you know the media was coming down on oh what a mess this is it's horrible you know the the, the previous director left Howard is gonna bomb he doesn't know what he's doing and man I think him and the cinematographer you know the cinematographer is always responsible for the look mm-hmm. of the film you know the patina if you will um, and I I thought Howard did an amazing job with bringing back that, I did I that did graininess. On film, that Saving Private Ryan ish, yeah, look. yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? And man, I just thought he did a great job of just trying to salvage something. And again, he got a ton of backlash, but man, I, I just thought for what he was able to put on film, the media specifically doomed this movie to fail single handedly a year agreed. before this movie came out, but yeah, because because all they could talk about was the problems, right? Yeah, yeah. but Howard just had an impossible task, and but. I think he did a phenomenal job. Totally I do too. Agree. I do too. And you know what? Name me a bad Ron Howard movie. I don't think he yeah, gets enough true. credit for what he did. I agree. For right. when he was brought in. Right. So Agreed. yeah. Yeah, I know. So well, almost to a finished product, and right. he had to yeah. go in and fix up somebody else's mess. I agree. And I thought Donald Glover did very good as Atlanta. He was awesome. Fucking he nailed it. Awesome. Yeah, he, absolutely he, nailed and, it. And you know what? He 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 got Lando better than the guy that played Han did. 
because he had the mannerisms. Can't even the, argue that. Yeah, the voices. Yeah. He had the voice. I mean, his his the way he, when they first when they first walk in on that card game, the and you heard th- Donald Glover talking. I literally thought for a moment that it was. Billy D. Williams. The only thing missing from that card scene was a Colt 45 on the table. Uh, right? That's yeah. it. I don't, know. The, I don't know. The arrogance and the cockiness. Absolutely. And you still like them. Yep. Yeah. And Although. Also, again, to Howard again, man, he, he gave us the Falcon. You know, brand new, white, white, white Millennium Falcon. Spick and span on the inside. Yeah. And um, explains how the front of the ship changed radically. Yep. Right? Because they released the, the escape pods, pod. The escape pods. And he addressed the Parsec. Yep, how I was able to break that record, mm-hmm. you know. So, man, Howard, great job. Man. Uh, yeah, thank you. The scene where Han is in there and he goes, "Man, this guy's got a lot of capes." <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. Know. so good. I know. Right, I know. Uh, for the record, Revenge of the Sith was 2005. Force Awakens was 2015. So it was it Damn. was ten years. That's mm-hmm. wow. It's, it's a ways to wait. It All is. Right. Uh, my number six uh, would be Revenge of the Sith. You know, we're we're kind of all right, right in the same area here. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that one could have been a little bit higher for me. Uh, it, obviously, that the end, you know, the last thirty minutes of that movie are incredible. As a fan, uh, it, you know, Luke and Vader are by far my favorite characters. So to see that transformation uh, from Anakin to Vader and to see him raised up off the table. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. And then just the anger when he learns about Padme and just the whole room is collapsing and you just see the Emperor smiling the entire yes. time. It, it, that was really, really good stuff. And, and you could feel that... Yeah, I, I think one thing that makes Vader's rage so unique... Is that yes? It it is rage, you know, similar to to other Siths, but a lot of his rage comes from a place of love. It, love lost. It, it's love lost. Yeah. There is real pain with that character, and it, it's something that you know the, the Emperor is hard to relate to. You know, the Emperor has lightning shooting out of his hands. <laughs> Vader, we we've all lost people that we love, and, and it. You you get it, and you you can understand why this is gonna drive him. For, well, really, the entire collection of the series. Yes, combination of that. Um, because if you think about it, the only reason he turned is because he was vulnerable, and he felt helpless, and he loved her more than anything, more than the Jedi oath, more than anything. Nothing else mattered except Padme, and that's why he turned to save her life. And he was manipulated the whole time. Right. Right. Yes. He, it, that, and, and I like that they did that storyline because they showed why the Jedi can't have wife and kids. Possessions. possessions. Yeah, possessions. Because now, now, you know, now we have leverage. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, we, watch, we can exert pressure yeah, on you. We you know watch, your pressure points now. You, you know? watch right. any He's, mobster movie or any movie that, that somebody's in trouble with. No, we've with got your wife guys. and kids. And it's never like, we're going to kill you. It's like, hey, we know your kid goes to school down here at Brooker Elementary at 4827 Brooker Boulevard. Every <laughs> single time. Yeah. Every single it's time. It's always the wife and kids. Yeah, so. This is where Luke goes to Columbus. Right? <laughs> Scum and villainy. Oh, my God. Or Washington, D.C. We're on, we're on number six, right? Six. Uh, I have The Force Awakens at number six. Yep. And uh, I liked it. I thought it was really good. 
but my my biggest complaint with it was that it was essentially just a new hope repurposed which I have zero no problem question, with. Right. No question about it. No, I'm not saying that's a I'm not saying right. it's a bad thing, but Agreed. having waited 10 years, I was kind of looking for something new and different. It was a safe thing after the prequels. It was safe. Right. Correct. And and I, I agree. I don't have a lot to say about that positive or negative. Yeah. I will say that uh, And again, that's why it's right in the middle of your yes, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so much of this stuff is interchangeable. It just depends on the day that you watch a certain movie, it could move up, it could go down. Right. Um, and I, I have solo with Richard, so I'll just, I mean, we've already talked about it, so I'll just pass it on to you for number five. Number five is Force Awakens. J.J. Um, Abrams, you know, revives the, the nightmare. Somebody just, was it you, Greg, who just said that because of, because of the prequels? Right. Yeah, so he, he gave us hope as far as uh, the Force Awakens. A new bring, hope? Bringing back, reviving. That's how rebellions are made. Reviving the, the, the franchise again. Just gave us fans thinking... Oh my God! You know you're right. It's New Hope repackaged, but damn, it looked good. But yeah, the thing that it did, and and that was what set it apart from the prequels, was that it looked good. And and, they, and bringing back the puppetry. Yes. And yes. not to mention, we got to see stormtroopers actually shoot people. That's right. Man, they mowed people down. At the Wiped down a whole that. village. Yeah, they, when you they well, threw that out the window yeah, right did. away, didn't they? Well, when you look at what the Force Awakens did as far as the Star Wars universe goes. That's really what powered the Clone Wars cartoon, Rebels Clark cartoon, because it created Good point. it created this group of younger kids now and guys like us that got a little bit of what we wanted from our childhood to be able to to do that. And it was it was very I, to me it was a very powerful movie in and, the franchise. And, but, thing, and the director's always responsible for this too, no matter what. But you know, picking driver to play, you know, um, Kylo Ren. I mean, he did a great job. I mean, you know, because that could have gone a different way. That could have gone Hayden Christensen way. Mm -hmm. But he did a great mm. job picking Driver to play Kylo Ren. And then we saw something we had never seen before where he literally stops a blaster, the plasma coming out in midair, which I thought, what? And it's just sitting there humming. It's just sitting there humming. Vibrating. Oh my God! I've never seen that before. Yep, that's right. awesome. You know, again, I just again, it's New Hope repackaged. I think that's the perfect thing to say about it. But man, it worked. They did a good job. They did a good job repackaging it. Well, that's, yeah, that's my number five. Two nice. images that stand out in that movie for me is one when you see the Falcon when that tarp blows off. Oh yeah. And then when yeah. Chewie and Han say, or Han says, "Chewie, we're home." Lose it every time. Yeah. It just it's awesome. Love that. I, yes. th those are scenes that just, you know, talk about scenes that stand out in a movie. Those two scenes in that movie, never forget. Agreed. Uh, my number five, uh, Force Awakens. Okay. As, as well. You know, I, I think our lists are going to start getting pretty pretty similar here yeah. up towards the Could top. Be. Um, Could be. Could be. Yeah, just it, it really, it, like, you, like we all said, it, it was safe. And in a lot of ways, you know, Mike, you alluded to it, you know, Chewie, we're home. I, I think for a lot of Star Wars fans, uh, we, we could all say, you know, hey, we're, we're home. We're home. It, yeah. it was safe, and I, I think that was the right it call. It felt right. It felt right. It did. Yeah. My number five is Rogue One. And I think uh, that Rogue One might be one of the best war movies ever made. It's not Private Ryan, and it's not you know there's there's classic war movies, but this was not a Star Wars movie. This was this was a war movie, 
you had two sides lined up against each other. There was no Jedi's. There was, I mean, you you really didn't have a lot of ships involved. There was no space fight. It was about we're on this planet and we got to get this. And um, there were a couple things I did not like. I did not like the way they CGI'd Grand Moff Tarkin. I understand why they did it. I just I I could look at it and go that it that was like when you look at something like you know. You know the end where you're looking at Black, in Black Panther, where you're like, "Oh my God, this could be better if they did this." Just don't. You didn't need to put him there. Just little things like that. I you understand why they you did. did because he was pivotal in that entire I, that Death Star. I, I know. I, I can't argue that, but it just it just didn't it didn't sit right with me. There were little things that were quirky about it. I but I thought that that movie when I watched it, that was one movie that you know. Yeah, you watch a movie and you just kind of. You know, you just kind of sit there with your jaw open the whole time. I didn't like the first 15 or 20 minutes with the whole Forrest Whitaker thing. I don't feel like you needed to, to do all of that. You could have explained that a little bit cleaner. That's why it's where it is. But I, that movie was was really, really good. He's also, um, Saw Gerrera is also in the Rebel show. And it goes into a lot of stuff with him as well. I can't say enough about Rebels. I mean, just, just watch it. It, it. It's worth watching. All right. And it's on the app. It is on the app. So that's my number five, Rogue One. Uh, my number five is Revenge of the Sith. There's just, I, you know, Nick touched on it. Vader, I mean, if if you look at Star Wars as one big tree, I mean, Vader and Luke are the roots. Because, the, I mean, it's they're everything behind this whole series. Of course. Um, the ter- and, and I, you know, Attack of the Clones, we all wanted to strangle Hayden Christensen. In Revenge of the Sith, I like Hayden Christensen. He, he got to be way more convincing. He was much improved. When he goes to, he was more Vader than Anakin. Yes, you could you could see the transformation. For one, we happening. all knew it was coming. I mean, we we all you, you know it's coming, but when it starts to happen, like when he goes to, I think it was this movie when he goes to the Sand People Village and wrecks shop because of his mother, and again it all circles back to that someone he loved caused him to absolutely just wreck shop, and right. it was awesome, but. He did to me did such a good mo- a job in this movie that it you know you forget about the the other movie because he did so good and when he starts to turn and when he turns, it's awesome. Yeah, I it's agree. pretty great. And it's just as heartbreaking as it is, you know, sad. You know, it's evil, but it's like you get it, you understand. It was almost Marvel like where you have a villain that you go like, damn, that's what set him off. Yep. And they did a good job explaining it. Four, Richard. Uh, number four is Rogue One, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I agree with Mike on this because you know wh- when I think of Rogue One, I think of a movie. You had to go way back on this, but you guys may remember the Dirty Dozen. Hell yeah! Oh yeah! Okay, Rogue One to me is a Dirty Dozen. Yep. And it, it's just an awesome movie for a lot of different reasons, but one of them has to do with the fact that yeah, this is not a movie with Jedi's. You know, it really is a behind the scenes of how they got the plans to Leia. You know, everything that went into that. The, the plans for the Death Star. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree with Greg 100%, man. I mean, this is this is the dirty dozen of Star Wars lore. And, I, I mean, there's just nothing more I can say about it other than uh, just incredible job, man. Just the last third of that movie, you are uh, literally on the edge of your seat. This you movie is on pace is on pace to be probably my most rewatched Star Wars movie. Yeah. I, 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 I can see that. I cannot watch this movie enough. Yeah, I can see that. It's really good. The the mining of the kyber crystals. 
It explains how the Death Star is so fucking strong. Oh, it's kyber like, crystals. How about this? Too? It's Again, a literally a giant lightsaber. Like Correct. The, like the Dirty Dozen. I mean, everybody dies yes. in Rogue One. I and, mean, but the mission is a success. But everybody dies. And they even, there's a line that in A New Hope, we'll, we'll see if, you know, a lot of people died to give us this, this right. information. Right. And let's, you know, hopefully it's right, you know, whatever. But they allude to it. And yes, they do. It's, and what happened on that planet to make it possible. Right. And why we have to succeed. It, it's, there's nothing you can say negative about oh, this movie. Oh, the other thing is, man, I mean, here, here's a guy that's, you know, here's an actor that's, you know, has become that one actor that once you introduce him into a movie, you just know you're going to get some amazing quality, and that's Mendelssohn. Oh. You know, he, he's become like the you know, Christopher Waltz, yeah, of, of movies yeah. where you introduce him, you think, holy shit, I'm going to be in for some serious acting. Agreed. Every he's, time I see Dark Knight Rises on TV now, I'm like, oh shit, that's Krennic. Well, well it's Krennic, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Yep. Uh, my number four, uh, Return of the Jedi. I, I, again, I, I said it before, uh, you know, Luke and Vader, those are by far my favorites. And, it, you know, we talked about just a few moments ago about how Vader's rage does stem from love. And at the very last moment, that love manifests itself as as his father. And, and not in a way of... Uh, you know, wanting to control the universe, but just wanting to save his son. Mm -hmm. and, and I just think it's such an awesome transition because in a lot of ways, how Kylo dies and Ben reemerges, Vader died. And, you know, there you go. There's Anakin again at, at the very, very end. His rage was driven by love, and that same love is what brought him back from the ledge and saved his son. Uh, so for me, yeah, the Ewoks and stuff—that's all. Yeah. That's all goofy, right? Uh, but at the core of that movie, to see the individual that you have just associated with some of the most evil and nefarious acts, at the very end, he saves his son, and, yep. and I love that. Yeah, it's funny because I had this written. I meant to bring this up earlier, but you just what you just explained, I think, is the biggest difference between the prequels and you know the movies now and everything like that. Because you get people like you know I don't I don't you know I'll use Dylan perfectly good example. He loves the prequels because of the Jedi and the lightsabers. The reason we always side with the original the trilogy, it's the characters, yeah, it's the so story, good, it's, right. it's so you know good. we grew up. Wanting to be Luke Skywalker, right? You know, I and I've said it before. You know, when, when the subject comes up, I remember recesses filled with how are they going to rescue Han, who's going to get him, who's going to do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, thinking he's, you know, they're going to melt the ice with the X-wing engine, or he's going to do it with his lightsaber. How are they going to do it? How, what, what, what's you know? And when you were done talking about that, it was, do you really think he's his father? It, it, I mean, there was right, yeah, because well, you know, Vader could lie. Right? Come on now. It's I mean, there's, <laughs> he's an evil motherfucker. Right. right, and that would be among the less evil things that he had done, yeah. just in that movie. Oh, for sure. And I <laughs> yeah. think that's where a lot of the criticism stems on these newer movies because we were brought up on characters and story and what these guys and the, what these characters were doing. You know, right? That you know, the bar was set so high. It was less with, with those characters that you, it was less flash. And it was all story driven, right? With some cool ships and characters and 
stuff like that. So, I mean, when you bring that up, I, I had to bring that up because wow. if you think back on it, it makes perfect sense. My number four is Revenge of the Sith. And I'm going to say this about it. I don't think that this was an awesome movie. But it's number four because of the answers that it gave us. Our whole life, we were like, gee, what happened to Darth Vader? Yep. Think about it. What happened to Darth Vader? I was 35 years old, 38 years old, when I'm like, oh, that's what happened to Darth Vader. The other thing was, this was the darkest Star Wars. Oh, by far. When when he, I mean, he mm-hmm. killed the kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and the music for that last half of the movie so was perfect. And it drew me in. The Like you said, seeing Vader rise up, seeing the pain that he Just went the through. the room collapsing. The, right, I mean, the, the room collapsing. The Jedi, so the Jedi fight between Anakin and Obi Wan, um, anger, all, anger, all the stuff, all the stuff that intertwined that we had waited literally thirty years for to find out why and what we got that all right to see it mm-hmm. and yeah. to Lucas' credit, as much as we bash him for the first two, it was done incredibly well. It was. I thought it was. You know what? I the acting was not where it should have been. Even even Ewan McGregor was. Meh, in that movie, you know what I mean? With the 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 talking back and forth at the fight at the end, they we can mute that and just let them fight, and I'm mm-hmm. good. But I I just thought that that was the discussion, not discussion. When Anakin's laying there burning half of a person, yeah, it's like you were my he's, brother. <laughs> he's still like I hate you, like just yes. rage. Still, he's it's what kept him alive. A third of a person, and he's so angry. It's what kept him alive. And yeah, and that's uh, parts of that movie still, it just gives me chilled when I'm watching it. Right. It does. It does. Yeah, because you can see his face and ugh. And for all the reasons that Nick brought up. Agreed. Um, My four, (laughs) Rise of Skywalker. And the reason, and uh, everything you guys have said about, you know, all the other movies being ahead of it are completely valid. I can't even argue it. I have not felt like I did than that Thursday night. In a movie, for a long, long time, I literally felt like a ten-year-old kid watching that entire movie. Even during Backdoor, Backdoor Babes Three, it that, that was a little later. The scene, remember, the, remember yeah. that scene in Backdoor's Babe Three on the on the sixty-five Camaro. When it turns that out, was, it, when yeah. it turns out, it's the neighbor's aunt. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> the I'll just filthy. It's just every, wrong. Filthy. Every, every podcast. Every podcast it makes an appearance. The, uh, hey, if it works, go with it. I'll just say pure joy. I that, that's I was just happy watching this movie. Yeah. Everything that happened and you know Nick brought it up earlier and I think Rick Richard did too, the pace. It's just like it starts and you don't stop. Like the, there's no downtime. It's everything um god, just everything. Uh, it, it was just I, awesome. I mean, fair enough. It was, uh, and it, it got some credit. You know, people were always have criticism. This, you know, what was you know they just took the same Marvel schedule, that, you know, pace that they did with it with everything. And when Lando says, "But there's more of us," and there's just a million fucking ships that showed up because nobody showed up in the last movie. It, it's just it's it is just as good to me as on your left. It gotcha. was the same feeling. Mm. Yeah, it's similar. That's pretty cool. But yeah, I like true. I like that comparison a lot it's, when you Fal- know what? Falcon's talking to Cap on your left. Same thing. Poe fighting to there's nothing left. He's even saying he was sorry. Yeah. But Lando pops in on the radio, just Cap, same thing. 
straps up half a shield. He's going to fight that whole fucking army by himself, and because that's what he does. And it was just, it just. I can do this all day. I, yeah, and I'm gonna and, until I can't do it anymore. And just it chills yeah. thinking about it. It's yeah. just that's that's good, Mike. Just done. That's good. It's so good. Number three. Three. Uh, well, for all the reasons Mike just mentioned, man, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, it's just fun, man. Just a ton of fun. Star Wars. Uh, I, I I loved every part of it. I really did. From the beginning, where I had to catch my breath. Remember, I looked over at you like seven minutes had gone yeah. by, and I went, "Okay, now I can breathe." You know, first seven minutes was just awesome, and I I, I loved every again. Just an impossible task, and I thought Abrams. I, I think he had a home run, man, with what he was able to accomplish, considering what had just come before that. Yeah, and, and so. to 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 agree with that. Sometimes you'll like I'll put it in a sports analogy. You got a guy that's at the plate, and you need a home run, but all he can hit's a triple. But he hit a triple on a really really nasty pitch. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Abrams, no, he still did a great yeah, job. It, exactly. was, it wasn't exactly what you needed. Exactly. But, I mean, Abrams. It was Abrams. Hell of a go. Abrams was given a spitball to deal with, and hey man, yeah, you and, know what? And pulled, yeah. it, pulled it out hey, of his back well, pocket. Well done. He. Well done. Uh, Pulled a Jake Taylor and won the game with a suicide squeeze. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. Right? Wow. So my number three is Rogue One. Uh, I think in a lot of ways, this is the least Star Wars movie of all the Star Wars movies. It is. Oh. It, 100%. And I, I think that's why I like it. I, I remember a moment. Uh, Mike and I and Richard were going to see it. And Richard's standing outside the theater. He's there before us. And he says oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. us, he's like, there is an amazing lightsaber fight in the movie. Now, we all just went around and we talked about how there's no Jedis in that movie. There is a moment at towards the end of that movie where finally you see Vader in all of his glory absolutely unstoppable. Stoppable. The the guy that you can understand why an entire universe was terrified fears yeah. him yeah. because there is nothing you can do. There is no amount of people you can put in front of him that he will not cut down and will not go through. There's just nothing you can do. I honest to God had forgotten about that part. That scene <laughs> is. It, it, well, I think badass. I can say this. I think I can say this, and I and I don't feel bad about it. That is my favorite. Star Wars moment in all of the movies because it's just, it's, it's not only is it rage but it's calculated and it's controlled and it's vicious and violent and it's wonderful and like you said there's not a damn thing you can do about it it Nothing. doesn't matter it doesn't matter nothing so yeah for for me that's what puts it so high up on the list and and I love that it's a one off there's no sequel this is a story beginning middle end and we mean it and that's and it the best part about it is for years and years and years how many people made jokes about the death star oh a little exhaust port right that that hey, was can a we go down to home depot and buy a piece of plywood yeah right, right. yeah <laughs> the, the piece of plywood joke i mean yeah exactly but this movie basically throws up two middle fingers and it's like fuck you that's how it happens right and it makes perfect sense and it was just it's it's great. It's a great movie. Yeah, it, it's it's really really good. I I enjoyed it a lot. My number three is Return of the Jedi. 
and it's number three only because of the Ewoks. This it is. I mean, <laughs> it, it'd have yeah, been your number it, one. It, if it, they it were probably omitted. it probably would have been my number one. There, this this wrapped up my our childhood for us. It put everything. It put everything with a bow on it. You had the redemption story. You had Luke and Leia and Han, and it, it was everything. It, everything everything about you it. want. Only thing I can say bad about Return of the Jedi is the Ewoks. Yeah, I mean it's like you just said. I mean Star Wars. I think if you look at it as a whole, is about redemption. Yep. The 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 ongoing theme is obviously family, but it's redemption. The Absolutely. evilest of evil. Still, it turns out that there's still good there and. You know, these days, that's a great fucking message. That's True. a good story. Uh, no, my number three, we're watching it right now, New Hope, because that's when Lil Putty was born. <laughs> it's, <Aww>. I mean, <laughs> this movie, you know, when I was, because I was four when this came out, so obviously I didn't see this in the theater, but I remember when I did see it, I mean, that just... I actually did see this in the it theater. It was big. It I was, was five, yeah. I thought, like, this shit was real. I It was... To me, it was earth-shattering as a kid. It was. Because it, this was the greatest thing I had ever seen. And it just grew from there. And then Raiders happened. And then it just, the love of these movies and movies like it just never stopped. You were all in. Yep. Number two, Richard. A New Hope. And I hate to say this, but when I saw it in the theater first time and I was 12. So I have very clear, vivid images of watching this. And I remember the opening sequence, you know, just thinking to myself, who the hell did this? Because nobody's ever seen anything like that before. That's no, true. Nobody. It's just never been done. Not at that level. On a shoestring budget. No way. And we didn't know it at the time, but it was just I just remember thinking, how the hell did they do this? The way this and, movie blew up. Yeah. Nobody expected everybody like, oh, fucking stupid ass again, star, science fiction movies coming out. I'm just glad I got to see this at 12 because I have very vivid memories of it. And... Again, you know, everybody that they chose to play, you know, the characters, that's that's their Robert Downey Jr. moment. Yeah, no they're, shit. They're home there's only, there's they only are one person. Characters. There's only one person in these movies who was anybody. Yeah. And that was Alec Guinness. And that was Alec Guinness, that's correct. And he hated these movies because he couldn't stand the dialogue. That's right. And he also he was he was an actor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's How absolutely. about that? Lesbian. How about right? that? That's absolutely true. Bridge over the River Kwai, wasn't he? Yeah, he won the he won the Oscar for that. Yeah. Again, this is Lucas directed, isn't it? Yes. Okay. This is this is when Lucas had everything to lose. Lucas directed A New Hope, but he did not direct the other two. No, right. This is when Lucas had everything to lose, had nothing to gain. He wasn't thinking about licensing. He wasn't thinking about anything of that. He didn't know if it was going to be a success. He was begging for money from the studios. Mm-hmm. They wanted to pull the plug. So this is when he was hungry and desperate. And it shows on film. Harrison Ford was a carpenter. A carpenter. Building, right. building sets. He went from and building... And he was reading lines with the other actors. Just to help out. Just to help out. Correct. He, he, so th- think about this. Honestly, like, I don't know what else I can say. That's about incredible. It. You know, like I'm, like say, like I'm Mark Hamill, and I'm reading my lines and stuff like that. And George Lucas, hey, the guy, some guy pounding a nail on the set. Hey, do, hey come hey, over here and read these lines. I just need you to read through this, and right. then boom, he's in the movie. Look, and then, he went, and he went from building the sets to having sex with Carrie Fisher in those sets five or six times a day. Yeah, <laughs> legendary, right? That's man. Now that that. Is a pull. <laughs> that, yeah. That's as Han Solo as it gets. Right? I mean, Han really, that's no as shit. Han Solo as it gets. 
so my number two, again, right there with you, Rich, uh, A New Hope, for for all the same reasons. Absolutely. You know, it, it, it's that first exposure to uh, something that, that we all, all really, really cherish. So it, it's got to be way, way, way up on the list. Agreed. And still love the fact that Han Solo's gun is molded after a German pistol. Right, a Luger. <laughs> yeah, it's great. My number two is The Empire Strikes Back. And I'm going to say this about The Empire Strikes Back. It is a perfect movie. It's a perfect movie. There is nothing that I can complain about in that movie. There's nothing that I can pick at. There's nothing I can make fun of. Yes, it's a part of my childhood, but it's a perfect movie. And it's only number two because my number one is, to me, a more perfect movie. Aliens? Yes. We, I mean, we've said that. I mean, as far as sci-fi movies go, Aliens yep. is always yep. considered that. But yeah, you're right. Empire Strikes Back, it was, it was everything that you wanted and didn't want in a movie at the same time. I think it was the first time you, I think any of us left a movie theater like, what the fuck? The, yeah. See, there used to, Movies there don't used, end this way. There used to be a rule in Hollywood, and I think it was called the Hayes Rule. And uh, what it meant, what it was, was that if you made a movie and there was a bad guy in it, the bad guy had to get his comeuppance at the end. Mm -hmm. The bad guy was not allowed to win. And that's the formula that has proven so strong in Hollywood for 100 years. Empire Strikes Back didn't do that. The Empire won in the Empire, hence the name. Absolutely. And you walked out of the theater going... Where's what? What? Oh my! Is he is, is he dead? What, what? What? Really? Vader? It, and it was. I'm not it supposed was, to leave a movie feeling like this. You loved it and hated it at the same time. Yep. And yep. that to me, it was my a favorite, stroke of genius. Yeah. My favorite superhero is Batman, uh, and that's because of his villains. The best stories have the best villains, and every once in a while, those villains need to win. Right. Otherwise, they're not a very good villain. Exactly. Agreed. You know, and Vader, like you said, I mean, he. Whooped there. They won. Ass. They put him up they, and down that whole movie. Put him in a stranglehold. Right. I mean, yeah, to your point, look at Joker. I mean, it, yeah, kill, Batman kill, would not be Batman. Killed Joker. Temporarily, but still, at the time, killed his sidekick. Right. So, my number two is Rogue One. Nice. It's there's again, like I've said, I I can rewatch, I can put this movie on a loop and still watch it and enjoy it every single time it comes on. The story itself. It's, I mean, a hopeless military mission, knowing full well what's going to happen, but yet it's so important to save trillions of lives. Right. And it's, like we've all said and agree, it's a war movie. And it's just the characters, Jen Erso, I, God, I fell in love with her during this movie. Just a little badass. Yeah. Badass. And the stormtroopers, and it just, it was so Star Wars, but it wasn't Star Wars what we're used to and that's it's original it was different it's almost like somebody made a war movie and there happened to be a few costumes laying around on the set yeah like let's yeah. just sprinkle them in to make it feel like it. you know that battle like you saw you saw adats walking on the beach with palm trees you never thought in a million years you would see that <laughs> right but when you saw it it was incredible yeah if it fit, it fit it, it just you everything bought in everything looked right krennic just fucking hated him and then you got to see darth vader in his castle on Mustafar, and it was just We great. get it. There's a fucking comic book on the desk. Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, because Nick has referenced everything in this book about 15 times a day, so this book is going home with Nick today. I love Vader. Wow. Yeah, there you go. It's, but yeah, it's, it's a very good read. Rogue One. 
I'll I'll just I'll just pump it up right now. It's it's called Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith. And this book takes place on the table when he kills Padme. And he tries to whoop the Emperor's ass, and that does not happen. (laughs) (laughs) And then from there on, the story goes. But in this book should be the series on Disney+. Plus. I'll say that right now. Let's hope. Because if it does happen, it'll be, if it's done right, better than The Mandalorian. Because the story's that good. It could be. And it is, yes. So yeah, number two, Rogue One. Richard. Numero uno. Empire. It's obvious. Does anybody not have Empire as number one? Me. Oh, you do. Okay. It's the cliffhanger of cliffhangers. And, uh, you know, it gives us one of the most incredibly improvised, or well-known improvised scenes in the history of movie improvisation with, uh, you know, Harrison Ford's line. Um, Did anybody catch Harrison Ford saying that to Kylo Ren before he disappeared? Dad, I know. Oh, no, I didn't catch that. I didn't see it four times either. I was going to say, That's I true. only saw it once. Yeah, yeah. Multiple they, viewings no, will do but, that. You know, yeah. the, the introduction of Boba Fett, you know, Slave One, uh, uh, I don't know what What else can you say about it. And, and thankfully, George Lucas didn't direct this. Loris Kasdan did. And he gave us a love story. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, he gave us a love story. And, you know, just one cliffhanger after another. It took us three years, and like Greg just mentioned before, for three years all we ever talked about was what's going to happen to Han. You know, what's you know, are Luke and Leia, you know, are Luke and Leia are they going to get together? Um, you know, is there a love story there between those two? Is uh, you know, um, you know, is really you know, is Darth Vader really uh, his father? You know, because they didn't even know what was going on on set. As kids, remember, we were worried about Han. Remember, they don't tell Mark Hamill what's really happening until like just a, they're, they're just about to film that scene. So it's just an incredible movie for so many different reasons. It still holds up today. Yeah, uh, it's it's number two on Greg's list. I think it's number one by elimination on your guys' list. But hey, man, I had uh, three spots for a poster uh, in my new man cave, and uh, that one's dead that center. One's I don't right. know. What, I don't know what else to say about that movie, man. Other than getting the right director was. Brutally critical to that success of that success of that movie could have ruined that franchise. Absolutely, could have. Absolutely, guys like Ryan Johnson would have got a hold of it. It would have ruined it. Right. But getting Kasdan, who had come from that genre, I mean that was that was in his wheelhouse. That that love story character development, mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's and it's really a, a point in history where you could have put a pile of garbage on the screen and it would have been it would have succeeded. Because Star Wars, A New Hope, was so big. Right. But they didn't. They took the time. Because 77, and then Empire Strikes Back was 81. It wasn't... It was 80. Thank you. It was 80. It was 80. Yeah, You're right. It was three-year wait. Number so 20, it, yeah, but, and but then 83 came out. Yeah, Return It didn't Jedi. take them as long to make movies back then. Because they shot it, they edited it, and away it went. There wasn't a year and a half of CGI bullshit that they did. Right. They took the time to do this properly. And they nailed it. I mean, the visuals, too, in the movie were the battle on Hoth, I mean, yeah. was filmed out in the snow. Uh, um, the the whole saber fight between Luke and Darth and, you know, it, it was just the tunnels that they, or the hallways they would go in. Like, just how that fight started in the freezing chamber room. Dagobah, Yoda. It's, there's, yeah, it, I mean, this movie is absolutely legendary. Yeah, that that really was going to be my point about it and back to the puppets again. I I don't think any of us can really appreciate what a risk they're taking 
with making a main character, a pivotal character in that movie, Yoda, a puppet. Yeah. If that does not come across as authentic, you're dead in the water. Yeah. Right there. You're you're screwed because no one's going to buy it. Yeah, because it, this it, was when the Muppet movies were still popular, too. And not only that, you got the best guy to do his voice it in Frank Oz. It is such a huge, huge risk, and it, and it paid off wonderfully. And, and then again, you know, that, that line, you know, no, I am your father. You're right. Like, Holy shit. What? Yeah. You know, the first Literally. time you watch that... You, I think my testicles dropped when I heard that. You're, you're just mind blown. I, I, you know, we've all all talked about that movie. One not, small I, thing. I, in, in, I mean, just to piggyback what you just said, a puppet. The look of disappointment on that puppet's face when he finally re- reveals that he's Yoda and he's just like Luke, Luke's not the guy. He's no, it's not him. He's just disappointed. And again, when Luke's leaving, and Yoda was like, "This isn't." You know, your training's not done or whatever. Like, the emotion that they expressed with a freaking puppet was masterful. It's very, very well done. And a huge risk. Well, like you said, it's believable. Like, you felt it, and that's with a puppet. Right. You you have Empire Strikes Back as number one. Yes. I have a new hope. Yeah. And the only reason that I have a new hope is because, to me, it is essentially a perfect movie. There's a couple little things you could pick at. But it started it all. Yeah, just don't watch it, it with my dad. It start. <laughs> Why? Oh, he's you. Oh well. There, uh, I Richard's, will never Richard's forget. Richard's right. The rope wouldn't hold them both. I will. Th- that's that's what the memory that I have of watching this with my dad, who would bitch about everything, like d- made you oh, look well, like a Disney princess. Thanks, okay. You prick. No, he makes you look like a Disney princess. He's that. Bad. Why? Because I'm wearing a fucking dress today. It's Saturday. <laughs> All right. I'm watching this as we're watching this. Like I just, he would pick apart everything, and then I literally what you just said. Yeah, that rope would never hold both of them. There's well, no way he could do they, that. You know, and I'm the, like, that. That's what you took out of that. There are some things that came out of, of all the things in the movie. This is what we're going after. He's not the, wrong. The rope. Well, that's that's the thing. And and yes, you suspend some disbelief, but they they say right at the beginning. These precise shots could only be have done by stormtroopers, and then the rest of the movie they don't hit shit. You know, it's it's the little things, but this movie. Look at what this movie did with nothing. He had no money. He didn't have a production studio. He had the he had the he had producers fighting him. He he had he, there was infighting on the set. The, the Against biggest all odds. The right? biggest name on the set couldn't stand the fact that he was having to say the word the, the lines. It was it and 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 look at what it became. It's now the most referenced franchise in pop culture Abs- history. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And I don't know about money. I don't know how money works. I would say that because there's been so many more Bond movies, maybe the Bond movie has made more money as a franchise. But I'm going to tell you what. Every one of these movies, even though we talked about a couple and what garbage were, they were, look at the success they've brought just because it says Star Wars on it. Because of this yeah. movie. And and this this was my childhood. Yeah. This, this started my childhood. Richard, you may be able to speak on this more because you were older. But wasn't... Before this came out, weren't people like, "What? Th- this isn't going to work." Yeah, it was just another stupid th- th- Star, oh, Star, yeah. Star Trek. Th- this movie. doesn't no. make any sense. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Which is part of the battle that Lucas had to get this movie made, correct? Yeah, no, no okay. question about it. Everybody thought, thought that you know what the hell he's making this little you know USC 
thesis movie. You know, yeah. oh, right? You know, let's let's. It's not going to work. We'll yeah. put in perspective. Star Wars was nineteen seventy seven. You tell me the science fiction movie that came out before this that is awesome. Two thousand one. But 2001 was a great movie, but it wasn't a, a fighting movie. It was no, it was a drama. It no. was a suspense, and it was set in essentially a, a, a spaceship. Oh, so a, you so you had a set. It's Kubrick, right? So. You you had a set, but start 2001 got a lot of acclaim. Tell, tell me tell me what came out before it. This movie, there wasn't one. This this was you're right. And the ones that were were cheesy. You saw the ship, you know. You see them on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, yeah. right. You know, you see the strings, or or they had all bad dialogue, or they had. You know the danger, Will Robinson, where you can tell us a right. guy. That's what you had. This it's a was genre defining. Well, that's absolutely. Why, that's why I said the opening sequence. You know, I remember. I remember in the theater thinking, "Who the hell did this?" Right. Because I, I I've never seen anything like this before. So yeah. And then just, you saw that ship going across the right. screen, and you were like, "Where's the strings? How's this happening?" Lit- yeah. lit- absolutely. And it, it, that's that's why yeah. this and then was my you, number one. When you do the behind the scenes stuff, you realize the ship isn't moving; it's the camera. That's moving. There, uh, for then, everybody that has yeah. the app, of course, um, or those of you that have the app from other people, <laughs> there is a documentary on this app for Star Wars. I can't remember the name of it, but if you go on, under the category of Star Wars, you go down toward the bottom, there's a full-blown, huge documentary about the making of this movie. So that'll wrap up our, our rankings. I, that was awesome. That, that's, I, think yep. it, I think it was a good list. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back. Peace. All right, and we are back, and we had to say goodbye to Mr. Alexander. He is going on vacation, apparently, somewhere that we're not going to divulge because we don't want you guys tracking him down, asking for autographs. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you um, know, lawyer groupies, they're the worst. Right? We had talked about maybe doing uh, a couple of different episodes today, but we're going to go ahead and roll it all into one as our special New Year's bonus to you. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's right. <laughs> Mike and Nick and I are going to talk about our top five Star Wars moments. And we are not limiting these to scenes in movies. We're talking about things in our life that we relate to Star Wars or a scene we saw in a movie or something of that nature. And um, do we want to talk about Star Wars at all anymore? We kind of got... Push rush there a little bit, different things in different movies, how we like it. I think we covered it. I mean, do you got anything, Nick? I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah. Nice. That yeah. was a, you guys just want to go home. That was a pretty meaty conversation we it had. Was. For no, it, it was. No, it really was. It was fantastic. It really I mean, we we well, we're we're at two hours right now and we've only talked about Star Wars today. Yeah. So that's right. pretty solid. It's a well spent two hours. I damn right. And all my list is all movie stuff related because I I mean I, I tried to think of other things. You know, we we talked about all my toys as kids opening up on Christmas, so right. I, I don't want to rehash that. Understood. Um, you want to go first, Nick? Sure. Guest always goes first. What's your number five? Yeah, so number five, uh, it was actually a moment that I had with Mike and Richard. Uh, we all used to work at uh, the same school, and I, I remember that morning, uh, Force Awakens is coming out. And Mike and Richard already had tickets. I I hadn't gotten a ticket yet. And I remember Rich, uh, it was either Richard or Mike, one of you guys, you went online, you got me a ticket. And and as soon as work was done that day, we all went and saw it. Uh, and, and really the moment from that 
I was sitting right next to Mike. And as the movie's wrapping up, uh, you know, Mike, Mike had those, those tears in his eyes, you know, kind of like, Oh yeah, we're, we're back. I'm a bitch. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, you know, hey, I'll own it. I'll own it. it. Honestly, it, it was, it was wonderful. And, you know, going to typically you go to the movies, you go to the movies, right? Exactly. Um, but walking out of that movie and, you know, everyone just being so excited about it and, and seeing how much, you know, Mike and Richard loved it and how much I loved it. Uh, that, that was on the list for me. I, I had to remember that one. So much Good of enough. this whole franchise is sentimental. It, right? is. it really is. Yeah. It, it, dude, it's our childhood. You can't say that really much about any other franchise. I mean, Marvel is close, but that's only 10 years old. Agreed. Right. It's still it, very, very. It's fresh. still all fresh to us. Yeah. Like you see, still see Iron Man on TV all the time. Right. One and two, and sometimes three. But it's it's new. It's still new in the grand scheme of things Absolutely. compared to this. Let's let's say this about this franchise that we didn't mention. Um, I, I I'm 47. You're 46. Mm-hmm. You're 30. You're 30. You not so much. When Star Wars came out, and I remember going to see Star Wars, and we'll get to that. You went and saw Star Wars, and you didn't see Star Wars again for like 10 years. You really didn't. You did, there was no 1977. There was no VHS recorders. And if you had a VHS recorder, your ass was rich. Loaded. Loaded. And even though, and like with Return, or, or with um, Empire Strikes Back and Return, you didn't just, it didn't just come out three months after the movie, and you went, at the released, and you went down and you bought it for nineteen ninety nine. When those things came out, those VHS, I remember when E.T. came out, it was $100 mm-hmm. to buy a VHS oh, cassette yeah. tape. And that was in 1983. Yeah. $100. So, was, guess, so guess how many of those you had around the house. Uh, and it was didn't. a year, and it was typically, yeah. it was typically a year later. <laughs> About that, a year, yeah. That you had to wait for it to come out on VHS. What had happened at that oh, time was wow. you had the video rental stores, and the, it, the movie would come out at owner's price, or at rental price. The rental price was 100 bucks. So the video store, like, and there was no Blockbuster, it was Bob's video store, would buy these and have to, and have to make its $100 back by renting this thing for $350 a night. $350 a night in 1983. Those were that dark was, times. Nick. That was a lot of money. So when you got to go see Star Wars... I'm glad I, I didn't have to go through that. Right. When yeah. you got to go see Star Wars, and then you came home and you got to play with the toys... You redid Star Wars a hundred times, like Mike talked about with your toys. Right now, the kids just—I don't need the toys because I'm just going to watch it on Disney Plus. Right, right. And you watch and, it all day. And and you talked about with your friend exactly. You talked about with your friends. Oh my God, Star Wars! Remember? And 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 it was a it was it was your childhood. The kids before us, they played Cowboys and Indians. Mm-hmm. We played Stormtroopers and Jedi. Yeah, we we did. It, that's just that's just how just how it was. So it, it's it's the nostalgia part of this and about going to see the movie and, and having tears in your eyes, it's because it was literally our childhood. Yeah. Large, that, and, large and, and, portion yeah. of my life. I mean, I, I, absolutely. Of course. I mean, we've had... Well, since what'd 19- you say? You were four? Yeah, I was when four. The, I, when the we, first one came out. I was four. You were four. 77. That's nearly the entire span of your life. Correct. Yeah. yeah that, um, I mean, I don't remember anything happening when I was three. Do Which, you? no. <laughs> um, yeah, Busty Babes wasn't even out yet. Right. Um, the line that they had in Rise of Skywalker when they show up on the desert planet and then C three was yeah, it's a celebration. It only happens every forty two years. Fucking genius. It was small but genius. It was brilliant. Pretty damn. It's just good. a nice little pretty like, damn hey, good. Yeah, it was pretty cool. 
You know, one of the things I didn't like about the Rise of Skywalker, we didn't get to it, just real quick. I don't, I don't need the little jokes in Star Wars like they do in Marvel. I understand why they did it, and they were funny, but it just kind of, like, in this, there was no little jokes in New Hope. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? I understand why they do it, because you want to, and it, and it was a good time. It's a different time. It, it, it was brilliant. I just, some of them kind of took me out of it. I'll do my number five. Go. My number five is going to see The Phantom Menace. And the reason that it was so, uh, it's, it stands out in my mind is, uh, you know, James Thompson, who is a friend of the show. Yep. He's my cousin. He's essentially been my best friend my entire life. He was a recruiter. He was in the Air Force at the time. He was in 22 years. He was a recruiter in St. Pete. I had my own business. I was delivering medicines at the time. And I had a really slow day. And I was in South St. Pete where he was. And I just walked into his office. <coughs> and I'm like, hey, dog, what's up? What's up? He's like, not much, man. I said, um, let's go see Phantom Menace. He goes, nah, man, I can't. I'm working. I'm like, fuck that. Let's go. Let's go see a minute. And we did. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and his boss was calling him the entire time. He's like, yeah, I'm at a school. He had a little beeper. I'm at a school. And I was disappointed when I walked out. And he was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was just, it's one of those memories that I got to do something like that at my age. Sure. Well, and it was back, right? Well, I mean, the, it, exactly. After the, the buzz, long the hype. Dry, yeah. It, that's every, yeah, everybody. That's time. And I, we wanted it. We, we had a, it. I mean, sh- we had a group of, I think, like 10 people went. You know, we all went together and we were all just like, oh my God, we're in a theater about to watch a new Star Wars movie. Like, never thought that was going to happen. It's pretty cool. Never thought it was going to happen ever again. So, yeah, good, good call. Thanks. Um, my number five, and again, mine are all basically movie related, is when the 20th Century Fox fanfare starts. And that logo hits, and you just start shaking because it's just awesome. And then, and then the music and hits, and the Star Wars starts growing across. Twentieth Century Fox. It says Lucas Films, and then it just blasts you in the face. And the first thing you see is Star Wars, and then the crawl starts. And to me, that's I mean, you know what's going to follow. It couldn't yeah. really be a Star Wars movie without that. No, in fact, that's why Rogue One was so different because you didn't get a crawl. Yeah, you just got movie. It right. just went right to it, and it was different, and it was just unique. But and like I said earlier, maybe the least Star Wars movie. Yep. Of the all of the Star Wars. Completely movies. agree. So Ex- yeah, except for Vader at the end. Yeah, it's just uh, but that t- that crawl and it, it, the music is just goosebumps every time. So that's my number five. Uh, yeah. So for me, the number four, uh, the Chewy were home line. That's uh, solid. And, and Force Awakens. It's so good. You know, I I guess I would have seen the prequels in theater, uh, but I don't I don't remember seeing them in, in theater. It with as strange as that is. Uh I, I absolutely remember though going to Force Awakens uh with Mike and Richard. Mm-hmm. And, and that line, damn, that was good. It right was. in the feels. It that was that was real good. It's like an adrenaline shot in your heart, right? It, 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 it Every was, time. It was really, you know, and, and I had it at number six, but still it was a very, it was a very good movie to go see because it brought you what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, like we said. My number four is the only uh, moment that I have from a movie, and I don't know why it hit me and registered with me so, fo- so hard, but in Solo, when something happens, I can't remember exactly what happens, and... Han is flying the Millennium Falcon and um, his girlfriend was sitting in the seat next to him and he tells her, do such and such. 
And she goes, uh, and Chewie reaches over and flips switches. And he says, how did you know how to do that? And he goes, what, you're 150? Wow, you look really good. You look great. And then she gets up and says, you know what? You need to be up here. And he sits down in the seat. And they look at each other. And they had that moment. And it's just because it's so iconic with Han and Chewie. And it's so iconic, and yet it happens so little. If you think about it, the way Chewie gets treated is yes. so bad. C three PO like, yeah, but but like in uh, in Jedi, it doesn't happen at all in Jedi. I don't remember. I don't remember no. them being in the Millennium Falcon together at all in Jedi, because Lando flies it at the end. Uh, it happens a lot in Empire because of what what's going on and where they're sure. at. But it only happens for a few minutes in in Star Wars and a New Hope even. Right. And it's but yet it hit If me. you were to ask anyone who's flying the Millennium Falcon, it's Han and Chewie. Han and Chewie. You're, you're Correct. Right. And it, it's it's so you it just like even right here, even right here, Han's not flying. He's in he's in the gunner seat. So it's just but yet it's it was just that moment where you're like and I guess because I saw Solo so late mm-hmm. and you have all those years of Han and Chewie yep. in your head and then it's just like wow, that's that's it where feels it, right. That's yep. where it started. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so we're at number four. Mm-hmm. Is I mean, I just just talked about it a little bit ago when all hope is lost. There's nothing left. Everyone's on the brink of death. And Lando says, "But Poe, there's more of us." Yeah. Just I mean, I, I mean, I won't no need to dig on it any further. But just that moment, all four times in the theater, and every time I saw it. It just got stronger and stronger, and I knew it was coming. I couldn't wait for it to happen, and when it does, it's like it's just awesome. Not only the line, this just the the vid, the graphic of when it flashed over there, and you had all those ships, and it had every shape that you'd ever seen of a ship in Star Wars, and it was there, and you recognized it, right? And not only that, after looking at that massive backdrop of ships, the Falcon comes right in the center of the screen at that last second. And you, it was game on. Yeah, it was. it was awesome. And it, and it was Lando. And it was Lando flying the ship. And it just it just had everything. Agreed. So definitely, that's my number four. Uh, my number three would be Obi-Wan and Anakin's fight. Uh, just because, again, that's that's when Anakin dies. Anakin is is gone. No more. Right? The, the chosen one. You know, you were the chosen one. You know, this... This individual who had been born by the Force, uh, you know, and just to see the fall, and my goodness, what a fall it was. I, I felt like they just, they aced that. And, and mm-hmm. a lot of the prequels, man, they, they did not do a very good job. But no, with, with that and they really, really got that. That right. was by far the best of the prequels. Absolutely. I mean, it, no matter where it's, we put it on our list, we agree not even that it's deb- by far the best. I don't even think it's a debate. And it, I and, don't think so either. And like we said earlier, it took everything that we've always wanted to know, and it it put it together. Mm-hmm. Why are there only two Jedi's? You know what I mean? Why Why is there yep. only where'd they all go? Exactly. All right. of that. The music that in that fight when you just uh, it's chill. It's it's just and, chills. And the other thing it does too is it legitimately explains to you why Obi-Wan basically turned into a hermit. Right. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't... Because because in the movie, Yoda told him to go to Tatooine to watch and take care of Luke. Mm-hmm. But Ben didn't do shit 
for Obi-Wan or for, for Luke. Didn't do a damn no, he, he thing. He didn't do anything. I mean, in fact, he's like, who, who the fuck are you? You know? Oh, oh, you mean old old hermit crazy man? Cat, old cat lady Ben? You know? I mean, right. It's, it, and, and, not, and because and, he internalized his failure with Anakin so bad. And not to beat a dead horse and to circle back to it again, in Rebels, he is absolutely babysitting Luke Skywalker. There is a quick little scene in one of the episodes. Um, it's after he fights Darth Maul for the final time. He is, there's, they have the Tatooine, the, the two suns sunset. And you see the hut, you see the shape, and you hear Luke and this little kid just running down the sand. And it's over, and it back, pulls back, and you see Obi-Wan looking, and then he leaves. It's and it's like so probably God. probably watching over him, but not interacting with the, him at all. Not interacting whatsoever, but just watching over him because he knows the importance of that kid. And it's it's just for a cartoon show, it's done perfectly. Yeah, which is why I'm just hooked on watching it. I would like to say this also Go. real quick: the original original trilogy, before Lucas put all the CGI bullshit in it is by far superior to the edited version that you get now. Sadly, we'll never see it again. You won't ever see it again unless you still own it, which right. I used to own it on VHS, and I got rid of it like a dumbass. I do own it Good for on you. VHS. Fuck Good yeah, man. for you. It is one of my pride and joy. Absolutely. And I, had, I, th- I think I owned them all like three or four times on VHS. Uh, the other thing is... <laughs> Every set that came out, I bought... Right, <laughs> uh, right. For, for real, right? I get thirty seconds of new seat. What? I need it. Yeah, gotta have it every time. <laughs> I, was, shit, I was gonna say something, and I can't remember. What I was gonna say. I'll, I'll come back to it. My number three um, was the Tie Fighter video game on the computer. I remember. I never had it, but nice I remember pick. it. Oh my god, that game was absolutely addictive. This would put Candy Crush to shame mm-hmm. as to how addictive this game was. You got to fly TIE fighters, TIE interceptors, TIE bombers, Imperial shuttles. Oh, my God, was that game fun. And if you had the joystick, holy balls, Batman. Lights out. Not coming out of the house. I played that. That might have been the reason that my first marriage failed. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. I I would stay up all night playing that fucking game. If she didn't understand the importance, then you know what? You're better off. There's a lot she didn't understand, but we'll... (laughs) I, I digress. That game was, and it was like VGA graphics. It was like six colors, and it was light years ahead of any of the other video game there was. I, I loved it. I loved it. Good one. My number three, um, I kind of had to lump three things together because it all ties in together, and we've already talked about it plenty. It was Order 66. When Order 66 is given, and you are just like, it's, it just instantly turns into heartbreak. You just absolutely feel like you're heartbroken because well, there's that moment with Yoda where you see him grasp he feels at his it. chest and he's like, oh, "What has happened?" On such a massive scale, it brought him to his knees. Basically, he he had to. I mean, I don't think he all, he didn't lay down on him, but he like it knocked him down because he, he felt it. He felt. I think he went down to one knee. And everything he had spent nine lifetimes yeah. building collapsed in an instant just like that the only and, thing and someone so in touch with the force didn't see it coming at all right had no idea right. and he even they even kind of touched on that earlier i think it was an attack of the clones were like the you know he, he he the question of whether to train anakin or not he knew something was wrong but he could not see it right and he even said it 
cloudy, cloudy the future is. Cloudy because of this. Palpatine well, and, is and so didn't str- fully understand and or appreciate exactly what balance meant. Right. You know, with the Sith, there's always two. Right. Well, you have hundreds of Jedi. If if you want balance, because they're so strong, something bad is gonna happen. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so yeah, between Order sixty six, you know, again the whole turn of Anakin, but the image of his eyes now being almost fiery red and him walking up those stairs with the hood over and all of those troops behind him going into the Jedi temple to just massacre those kids. It, it, it's, it stands out as just one of those images from that movie that is like you said, like you guys have said, it's just dark. And that, and that music that was playing right there in a very minor Music is such a big key. part of these movies too. It is as far as the it's moods. It's a big part of every movie. Yeah, the because score if, it, if it's not essential. good, yeah, if you don't have the perfect music for a scene or an event or something like that, it, you know, it it lessens the impact of it. But man, yeah, imagine Jaws without John Williams. Yeah, oh, it's it's uh, it's fish. It's not. It's the fish. Sa- it's not the same thing. It's right? not. I mean, it's not you even have close. to have it. Yeah, it's essential. So yeah, basically Order sixty six and the whole turn. To, to the dark side for Anakin was just you know and of course the the fight at the end right it's you know it is what it is it's excellent it's amazing my number two moment uh, was actually Vader in Rogue One oh yeah I, I just the way in which you know it, Mike you had mentioned it earlier how you would have loved to have seen a scene where Ray is you know, fighting Luke and Luke just without any worry in the world is just able to parry away every single attack. That was that moment, but as the aggressor. Right. And Vader, when, you know, it's pitch black and you just, you hear him breathing and then on comes the lightsaber. That's all you see is that red blade. Holy shit. You know, when he, when he picks up one of the guys and pins him to the roof and then walks by and cuts him in half. And then, and he's still there when he walks by. Right. He's so strong. Like it, and then he doesn't, he doesn't even drop until he like kills four more guys. Right. And, And you're just seeing, you know, hundreds of shots and just as easy as you like knocking them all away. And, And it really puts you, uh, in the mindset, like, oh, okay, I get it. He's that bad. I understand it now, because you, you know, in in a New Hope and even in Empire, you you don't see. You, know, you were talking about it with the lightsabers. You know, they feel like they're twenty five, thirty pounds. Uh, in, in Rogue One, they certainly do not feel that no. heavy. And that's 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 the technology leak that they made that gets so many more people like Dylan and Colby. Um, they prefer the newer movies because of the lightsaber, and I have to agree that the lightsaber battles in the newer movies are sig- they are oh. hands and shoulders, head head and shoulders above undeniable. What you but if you could blend the storytelling right? of the originals right? with the technological advancements, now here's man, what that, needs that'd to happen: be something real special. And that right there, in a nutshell, is Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. And if that movie gets made, if that trilogy gets made, and it's based on the Knights of the Old Republic, you get Game of Thrones, the good, the good ver- version of it, with Sith and Jedi at war. 
So Leia and, Leia and Luke are going to have sex in the in the next Little Republic ones? No, that takes place a thousand years before. I know, the, I know. but it that's essentially what Knights of the Old Republic is. It it, it could be the best thing we've ever seen. I if, I hope they do it uh, via show. If format. it's done right, uh, to it, go to it go back to the be to go back to the lightsaber thing though, we talk about the the technology advance between the original and then the the, the newer ones, but. Think about what it was like when we first saw the lightsaber in A New Hope. We were like, how the hell are they doing? I still don't know how they did it. And I don't think I want to know because it would probably piss me off that I didn't think of it. Right. You'll see it in the document. I've I, seen, know, I, know, I know you will, but... I've seen behind the scenes on it still, before. Like, right. Again, you'd it, almost rather it, not. It, it, right. Exactly. Right I, I'm just going to believe it's real. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and and that, What I was going to say a second ago was uh, on the original trilogy when uh, Lucas you know, added the new stuff, it wasn't as good, but... In A New Hope, they added that scene that we just saw a second ago there where you see Jabba for the first time, and that wasn't in the original release. Because right. Jabba did never... Sh- or Boba Fett. Or, or, or Boba Fett. Right. Jabba Hutt looks better in Return of the Jedi 100%. as the puppet than he does as the CGI in The New Hope. Thousand percent. Unquestionably. They had five people, I think, did Jabba the Hutt yep. in, in Puppeteers in the, in, the, in the Return of the Jedi. Yeah. My number two is... When I saw Star Wars, and I don't remember it hardcore, I was five years old, but I know that my dad took me and James and my other cousin to the theater to see it, and it was like nothing that I had ever seen, because my parents liked to go to the movies a little bit back then, but back then, the thing you did was you went to the drive-in on Saturday night, and you saw the double feature, and you saw things like Grease and... You know, movies like that. That was the type. Because you saw the par- movies your parents wanted to see. Star Wars was nothing that my mom would want to see. And I think that my dad liked it, but I don't think that that was the type of movie that my dad would have liked to have watched mm-hmm. either. And the fact that he took us, and when we walked out as a five-year-old, I knew that I had just seen something special mm-hmm. with two people that I, three people actually, that I really cared about. The fifth one at this point I don't care about. The third one I don't care about too much anymore. But it was just... That is like one of those childhood moments yep. where you're like, "Oh my god, it just can we go see it again, Dad?" You know, right, I, I know, right. I know, I know that we're just leaving, but can we can we, can we go tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, my number two is the whole scene where they freeze Han. That that was good. I mean that that whole scene. It's you know before how dark Revenge of the Sith was. That was a pretty despair filled scene because you knew that. Han was going to get frozen and just bad shit was going to happen. And then Chewie's ready to just to start ripping people apart. And when Han called, just says, not now. There'll be another time. Just not now. Yep. And it's like, God, he's the epitome of a badass. You know, he's in, he's a prisoner. He's going to get frozen. He, he doesn't know what's going to happen from that point on. And it, it, it's just, it, it made Han such a huge character. That scene is just great. You know, it kind of makes me think of uh, in Force Awakens when he's talking about the Force. It is, like, you know, I used to think it was all a bunch of you know bullshit too, but but it's real, all of it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like in that moment, Han was almost tapped in to the Force. Like, hey, not now, right? There, there will be another time, right? Well, he was also a fairly practical character. You know, like oh, he was a man's man. Yeah, well, he was but, like, hey, but I mean, we'll get our ass kicked, buddy. 
right. if we if we do this. Exactly. That's it. Like like he's wanted by Jabba at the beginning of Star Wars because he had to drop his shipment because of an Imperial blockade. Mm-hmm. He knew he could not run it. They didn't depict him that way in Solo. It's like, oh, hell, we'll just fly out through this shit that nobody else flies through because I'm... Right. But he became very pragmatic throughout throughout his his character's arc. Right. And he knew that they... I mean, Vader's standing right there. You're not going to get away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that um that, that whole scene. And then, you know, if, you know, we... Richard brought it up when he just says, you know, I love you. And he said, I know. He's just an awesome, awesome character. Uh, my number one reason, uh, I remember one Christmas, you know, we, we got the, the VHS set of Star Wars, which, mm. I, which I still have. Yep. Mm. Um, and I remember watching them with my, my dad and my brother. And it, it's one of those things you, you've seen videos of it today, you know, where parents are recording their kids at that moment when, you know, Vader says to Luke, I am your father. Uh, that mo- I just remember watching that and, and think, what? what? Almost in disbelief. Oh, it can't be. There, that, that can't possibly. No. Way. That, no. This is no. wrong. This is wrong. You know, because I'm like, I love Luke. There's no way that's his dad. Right. Uh, it's such a, a great twist. I'll, I'll never forget, you know, the first time I watched that. And, you know, then in, in your head, especially as a little kid, you know, trying to, to pair these two concepts, like how can someone so good come from someone so bad? You know, what does that mean for for Luke is Luke bad? Like is am I, am I missing something? Uh, and yeah, I, I think for a lot of people that that's probably a, a moment that the first time they see that it, it's it's pretty it's pretty big. Right. Oh, I completely agree. My number one is going to see the Empire or the Return of the Jedi in the theater. I was eleven. It's the first one because I remember seeing Empire Strikes Back, but mm-hmm. I was like uh, seven or eight. I remember that's the first time that I remember it's the an Hollywood indelible mark, the Hollywood really machine. Yeah. I remember the marketing. I mean, looking at the glasses, everything, everybody, come, come get your toy, come get your Happy Meal toy, come get, come. Get, it, it, it was, it was, it was everywhere, much right. the way it is now. But it was the first time that I remember it, mm-hmm. and I had read the book. I had read it three times before I got a chance to go see it because you know I didn't just hop in my car and go see it because I was eleven, right? And watching it. And with my dad again, watching it and just knowing what was coming because I had read the book, but seeing it on the screen and then going, this is even better than I imagined. Because that to me is is the great thing about a book. When you read it, it's what you want it to be. In your mind, it may be completely different from what you interpret it, but it's what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's nowhere near what I thought. And it's better. Mm-hmm. That's and great. It, it was. And it in. People were dressed up. They had costumes on. Oh yeah. People, I remember the people walking around. And they had the the Hoth, um, in, uh, the Hoth Rebellion garb. It just people had row. It was it was just. Oh, well, it's it that awesome. that picture I posted on Facebook that yep. Thursday night that I went. There was a guy in full blown Jedi robes. Yep. I had to get a picture with the guy. I Absolutely. mean, it's just no other movie does that. No, no movie does that. Marvel a little bit, but it's usually you see people with t-shirts. Exactly. You know, sweatshirts, whatever. I mean, full costumes. You just don't see that. No, you don't. That, that's how big it is. Um, my number one also is from Return of the Jedi. It's uh, 
the whole last, I don't know, I guess 25, 30 minutes or whatever of just Luke and Vader in front of the Emperor. And there was a part, and you guys kind of touched on it, like, is Luke bad? Like, I remember watching this thinking, because there's there's a scene, it's really quick. It's when Luke actually gets the better of Vader a little bit. And he knocks him down or something like that. Was like, good, good. And then Luke yeah. lo- looks at his hand and makes a fist with that black leather glove on it. And to me, I was like, he's turning into Darth Vader. Literally. Right. He's got a robot hand. The pain and pain that he's, Vader caused him. Is- and he's got a robot hand already. And that's he's looking at that hand like, he just knocked him down. So he's like turning into, that's how I saw it coming. But the back and forth you're good. No, I'm not. You're going to be bad, or you're going to be dead. And then the Emperor's just sitting back like, this is exactly how I want it to happen. Well, I think that's why Luke is such a great character. Is yeah. that even despite all of that, he never gave up on his father. Once he finally accepted Vader as his father, he, he was going to find a way. And he made that final back. ultimate decision that he just throws his lightsaber down. He's like, I'm either going to die or... You know, you you're gonna be my father again, or you're you're gonna be good. What's what's the line? You either die the hero or live, or live long, long enough, enough to see yourself become the villain. Right. Gotcha. You know, I mean, that's that's Luke right yeah. there. He's saying, "I'm either gonna die right now, right, or part of the reason that I dislike the Last Jedi the way I do is because, in my opinion, Luke was the strongest Jedi that you ever saw throughout the whole." Universe for by, this for by this far. for this reason and this reason alone, he is the only Jedi that embraced the hate and then was able to shut the hate down. Right, he used his hate to beat Vader. Oh, he fully when, crossed the line. Yes, he did. and then came back because when he he had Vader down on like when he was hanging, he was just literally He's pounding on loading on, on him. Yes, yes, like, and you could see it in his face. And as soon as he took out Vader as the threat. He was able to withdraw back into himself and say, "I'm the good guy again." And what did he do? He cut off his hand. And, yeah, exactly. He made yeah, just like, and I think I think that was still his mechanical hand. Yes. Think, but that to me, that's why when I saw Luke pouting on an island, I was like, "Man, come on!" Yeah, that that's not Luke. No, it, exactly. It's not even close. He and he even Yoda was like, "Don't don't give in to the hate. Don't you you the hate's not good." And I don't think Yoda probably ever had an ounce of hate in his body from the way they portrayed him, you know no. what I mean? But no. he was the only one that could do that and then did it, and instantly, hey, I'm back. It's me. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, too, with Yoda, they, they always referred to him as the Jedi Master. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was Master Luke, Master this, Master Yoda Jedi was Master the Luke Jedi. Yoda. Like He was it. He was the top of the food chain when it come to the Jedi because he was perfect. Yeah. But the... And one thing that I noticed in Rise of Skywalker too, the Emperor kept egging Luke on, just take it, strike me down, do it. Like he wanted him to strike him down, and then the same thing he wanted Ray to do this. So it was an ongoing thing that they added in there, which I thought tied together nicely because it's a part of this grand plan that he has to just rule over everything and be stronger. And it was just neat how they tied that in. That was one thing I never understood in Return of the Jedi was take it, strike me down, you know, take my take and then take your place, you know, blah, blah, blah. They kind of explained it but, in Rise well, of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, that but, all yeah. of the Sith would then move in. But to that's this because new Sith that's because she was a Palpatine. 
if Luke had killed Palpatine, you, 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 I don't, I don't, I, 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 I was always like, so if he kills you, I think it's just a means to get him into Luke's body in some sense or some form to be even stronger, and then turn Luke well, into. And, and quite frankly, Palpatine, you know, unless he's using his Force lightning, his physical nature is a, a weak it's rough old yeah man so it's like it, if you are willing to kill a weak old man which you're 100 percent right because he sucked the life literally out of but the kylo thing, and ray but the right. thing about it that i never i never grasped was i came to the death star wanting to kill you because you're the bad guy and i'm the good guy so if i kill you as the good guy and you're the bad guy that makes me the bad guy if it's what the bad guy wants you know, I mean, you're not going to lock him you know, up. It's, a, it's almost like the There's no prison. You know, they can hold him. Just a puppet master. You know, just, he, he's pulling the strings the, the whole time. I want you to kill. That's part of the plan. Yeah. Right. To and they even said the line that you. You know what he does? He does make the. He does say the line. Strike. I'm. I'm defenseless. I don't have a saber. Strike me down. Okay. Yeah. And, and then it, it was an actual ceremony. They were getting ready to start at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Well, I'm not talking about Rise of Skywalker. I'm no, talking about Return of the Jedi. I'm talking about that. Stop putting premise. words in my mouth. I. I it's better than other, <laughs> better than other things. I'm just talking about that whole premise. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. The, I picked up on that on the third viewing. I think I'm like, oh shit, he said the same thing to Luke. Yeah, I I caught that the first time, but I I I thought it was just different because she was a Palpatine. Yeah. Now my question is, why was she so powerful, but yet neither one of her parents was powerful? Why was she so important? Does it skip a generation? Is it diabetes? Yeah. So so this what I I had a big problem with that as well. Uh, if her parents were Palpatine's, one why? one of her parents had to be Palpatine's child because she was the, the granddaughter. Why the hell are they off in the? That made no yeah, sense I, to I, me. And at again, all. And her, again, her parents. That was a big problem I had with the. Movie. And again, the Palpatine backstory that was cut out probably would have addressed that. It might have. That's, that's bullshit. But though. one of but one of her parents, one of her parents would have known that they were. The only the only explanation I know. have they is know. they knew that Palpatine was the father of the mother, that Palpatine was their father, and they did not want to be a part of it, so they ran and hid from him. Which makes sense. They're which, hiding out. Which I will I will let slide. But one of them should have been super strong in the force. Without yeah. a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean again, that was one of my biggest nitpicks with the movie. But you know, maybe we'll We'll see that maybe, with the directors come. Maybe we will. Or whatever the Dicks. hell. So that's, um, that's a pretty solid list. You never gave us your number one. Well, my number one? Yeah, I did. Luke and Vader. And the, the, whole, oh, end, right. the, the, okay. whole, the whole end. Yep. I got you. But, so um, do you want to do some honorable mentions? We have to. I mean, yeah. I've, I've got five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I got six. And I'll, I'll, I'll just run through them. Yeah, that's fine. I'll just run through them. So my honorable mentions, uh, the first one that I, I came up with, Chewie finally getting his medal. 100%. In Rise of Skywalker. I mean, a, again, in New Hope, he's just so... <laughs> you ain't getting shit. And how happy that Maz Katana was to give it to him. It was so cool. Uh, number two. Mando finding baby Yoda. For me, uh, you know, uh, Mike, we, we've had this conversation enough, man. And, and you, you know how sour I was on the whole Star Wars universe. When that little baby, that little finger, almost, the little finger came out of the carriage. It was almost like a phoenix, right out of the flames. It's a, in a way, my love for it was was 
reinvigorated. So Mando finding Baby Yoda, uh, Vader and Luke in the cave on Dagobah. You know, when, when Luke strikes Vader down and yep. he sees his own face. Uh, Yoda leading the assault and attack of the clones, lightsaber fight with Dooku. Uh, Darth Maul, Gwygon, Jan, and Obi Wan. Yep. Uh, and, and then again, where uh, Anakin uh, finally becomes Vader. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, mine pretty. So I also Chewie, but the fact that Chewie got Han's medal made it even better. Right. In the way Leia was, that I mean, it's just it was just well done. Um, the Kessel Run. In Solo. It's pretty cool. Finally got to see the fucking Kessel Run. Yeah, what, what exactly are you guys talking about? The whole yeah, thing, right? yeah. What, what, what is this? Like, And they finally, like, okay, we're going to show it to you. And then you got to see the actual Kessel Run, um, especially the one little quick scene in that where you've got this, like, wormhole-type thing, and then fucking Star Destroyers show up in lightning. It's right. like, that was awesome. That's pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> the Mandalorian scene with the two stormtroopers instantly is an all-time classic punching baby yoda because he bit him there are people that are pissed off at jason sudeikis for taking that part and you know what it was excellent it was i i find that pathetic put i thought it was so good it was awesome but to be pissed off at a guy because he takes a role that's that good i mean he didn't actually punch a real thing lady it's yeah, it, or guy. You do or know it's guy. a puppet. <laughs> yeah, right? right? Yeah. The two things. One, you'd never seen discussion with troopers before. You've seen words, like little things. Hey, get over here, whatever. Get them. You saw a five-minute discussion. It humanizes them, too. Yeah, they're which, actual. Which brings a whole new idea of this universe in, into play. Agreed. Yeah, because up until then, really, stormtroopers are just cool costume guys. Right. That can't shoot. One hundred percent. They're just one a one hundred percent a military asset. That's all they are. Yes. Right? Yeah, they're then. they're virtually meaningless as a, then, as an individual character. They can't shoot the fucking can or that whatever was, it is. It's just awesome how, how they expanded on that and gave you something you've never seen before. Well, then he holds it. I mean, what the hell's yeah. wrong? Yeah. Pulls it out of his fucking socket. Look like out of his little foot yeah. holster. <laughs> and yeah, that was great. Can't hit shit. So good. Um. Honestly, Mandalorian as a whole, I, it, it's just something that is it's now best, stood out. It's the best thing they've done since Empire Strikes Back. It, it's big. It's big for them moving forward, and it gives them a launch point. Something that right, you know, the the new trilogy did did not right. It, you know, and I think think I think as much as we all loved it, we're all happy that that saga's over. And it's time for new stuff. Very much so. Give us a new, like you said, a new starting point. And the only way to do that is to go back. Go I'm, way I'm back. O- I'm okay with them using Ray to go forward. As, I as think Ray and Baby Yoda are are going to interact. Because want, that's Mando's mission. And from right. what we know about that guy, he doesn't fail. We need to have Yoda and Babu Frick team up in a buddy movie. <laughs> Yeah, see that that was one of the that that was he was very funny in that movie. I fucking love Babu. But that I, was I want the, a Babu Frick puppet to put in my room. That Babu was one of the things that great. pissed me off about that movie. It's impossible to get off that off that planet, and then they blow that planet up. But then the only two people that you gave a shit about on that planet made it off. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just it's just it's weird. It's just no, heavy, it's, it's, weird. it's heavy handed, but it, it is it's what all it right. Is. Babu Frick was hysterical. Fucking loved him. And then the last one, and it's the last time I'll bring it up until you actually watch it, is Darth Maul in the Rebels TV show. 
because okay. you get everything that we were denied after Phantom Menace, you got in the Rebels TV show. You got backstory. You got him um, actually, in, if you have to go go back to Clone Wars, you got how he survived, um, him getting rescued. In Rebels, you get oh, him. So they actually tell you, unlike oh, the Emperor? 100%. Yeah, in, in yeah, fact, there's, there's a lot of backstory there. It, yeah. it explains how he lived. It explains who rescued him. His home planet, Dothamir, which is in the the game, the new game that just came out. His planet is on there. Um, that everything Darth Maul that we've wanted is in those two shows, mostly in Clone Wars. But what they do in Rebels, and they actually explain the dark saber that showed up at the end of Mandalorian too. That's pretty sweet. And the only reason I knew what was going on is because I had watched Rebels prior. When I saw that saber cut through that TIE fighter, I'm like, did they, they just use something from the animated show and made it legit? And that also ties me into, I think, somehow that Boba Fett's going to show up because of that caped figure that they never show, they never explained who it was. Yeah, I just love the mystery. Which one, which one are you talking about? Which um, caped figure? When the person... It's in episode four. Yeah, Four, yeah, I think it's four. Someone gets knocked out. It's when they go on Mando's that run on the speeder bikes. A, a guy who wants to get into the guild, and right. he leaves him with this wannabe guild member. She explains about how there's a huge price on Mando's head. Right. He right. then kills her. Right, is like, oh, I'm gonna go. I'll just go collect that bounty myself. Sure. Her body is left there, and at the very end of that episode someone walks up to the dead body and kneels down next to her, but you don't see yeah, I anything that was, above their... I their, thought that was mo- the moth guy. The, the, the black guy? Yeah. Because yeah. I can't remember his name either. I but think Gus. It, I that's think Gus. it could have been. Could have been. That's, that's, what, I, that's what I interpreted. A lot of people said that they thought it was Boba Fett. Because, I want to believe. Because of the spurs. There I was want, a sound that had spurs and on And you know what? I read that. I yeah. went back and watched it, and you hear it plain as day. You do, but I don't... I don't know. We'll I, see. You know, in the fall. And like you said, uh, John Favreau said you will absolutely not see Boba Fett in the first season. In the first yeah. season. So what does that imply? He, did, he didn't say you won't see Boba Fett in the Mandalorian. He said you won't see him in the first season because there was still four, actually five weeks before we got the finale. Right. When that when that came out, so right. you still had several episodes. Yep. Um, uh, I, my one of my honorable mentions would be um, at the very end of Return of the Jedi when. Um, Luke, when Han says to Leia, you love him, don't you? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, fine. I'll just get my shit and get out. And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. He's my brother. And he's like, hell yeah, going to get down tonight. I got, uh, you know, I got just, a chance. Right? Uh, so you're saying there's a chance. Exactly. Uh, one of my honorable mentions was definitely uh, Chewie, or Chewie, we're home. Oh, that was so that was fantastic. Good. So good. Um, I, really liked, I really liked the interaction with Luke and, and Yoda. In Empire, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, not Empire. In um, Return of the Jedi, when Yoda passed, yeah, I, I thought that was thought that was pretty solid, and I, I liked a lot of the little things they showed us in in Rise of Skywalker. They they you know the the moments in Chewie, I, I liked that Chewie got to do what Chewie got to do. It was well deserved. Um, overdue, yeah, overdue. Overdue. And I'm gonna tell you what, man, I I like Darth Maul. I I liked I I don't think was, it, when you look at Phantom Menace, uh, if you were to ask people what's your biggest problem with it, no one's gonna say Darth Maul. He did no stuff. One. one of my one of the things that I've always disliked the most about the the old the, the the originals to the to the prequels and the and the sequels 
was that R2-D2 was so capable in Phantom Menace and he was flying around and all that stuff. And then he, he couldn't even walk in Star Wars. He couldn't even walk where the rocks were. You know what I mean? Right. But you went from Darth Maul to Count Dooku. And it just wasn't believable for me. It just wasn't. I, I'm like, you're not that good. I mean, Darth Maul's flipping around and, and you're like, whoa, this is badass. And Darth Dooku, Maul should have been in all three movies. Yeah, he should have. Because how Got long. Smoked. Look how long look how long it took him to train Anakin and he went from Darth Maul to Dooku like that. Mm-hmm. Where did Dooku come from? And I did not like General Grievous. Oh, Grievous was cool. He was cool, but I'm like, what what is what is where did he come from? What is he? Why it was almost like they just needed a reason to get four lightsabers in the same place at the same time. They gave you no backstory on him. They didn't no, talk Greg, about him. That, that's it's a new toy. I and and to me, new action figure and to me that's a lot of it. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I would agree Darth Maul hands down one of the most underutilized characters in all of their movies, without a doubt. It's it's a tie between him and Boba Fett. Was anyone upset uh, that we didn't see Ray with a dual sided lightsaber? Yes. No. Yes. I. Man, they yes. were setting it up the whole they were. time she was fighting with this big bow staff. And you're just thinking, 100%. Please, please. Do you know why I wasn't disappointed? Because the regular lightsaber is the lightsaber that the Skywalkers used. Mm-hmm. So once you found out that she's going to become a lights, you know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be, like your, that'd be like your dad being an electrician your entire life. And when you're 21, you're like, oh, I'm going to go be a carpenter. What the? What did you? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I, I would get it have it, been yeah. cool as shit to see. I wanted yeah, it. Yeah, it'd have been neat. It'd have been neat to see her with a Darth Maul lightsaber for sure. Sweet to see. I I, 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 w- I was hoping. I at fully the very expected end. her staff to end up being two lightsabers. That's what I thought. I thought you know it's one of those things that Luke had put there for her, and when she was ready, right, right. when her training was complete, almost like you know it surprise. Would, yeah, here it is. You know, it's been waiting for you. It's been with you the whole time. Now you're ready. Uh, it, yeah, I I completely agree. I was waiting for it, but yeah, it it I, I was okay with what they did. But yeah, I did want that. I, I wanted bad. that too. I wanted that too. Yep. Not bad. I don't know what else we can say. That was fun, man. That was fun. I mean, it was a great conversation. You know, yep. it's one of those things you can talk about it all all day. Yes. Kind of kind of have. <laughs> you know, nothing so, wrong with that. So the only thing that we didn't say because we've been fairly positive here. Mm-hmm. Let's do this just for fun. What the one thing of all the Star Wars stuff? We'll, we'll, we'll do everything that they've made a movie or show out of. What's the one thing that you dislike the most? I've already said it. What they did to okay. Let's not take what they did with Luke in, in the Last Jedi. So we, so we that's take that easy. out. Take yeah. that out take because that we we can all universally we can all agree say on that. that was garbage. One thing I didn't like. I'll tell you what I didn't like. Go. Yeah, go ahead. I didn't like <laughs> that in A New Hope, you had the little portal that they explained in Rogue mm-hmm. One, but then they did the same fucking thing in Return of the Jedi. So they did not learn their lesson. Yeah, what's that about? Right? Well, I mean... How do you do... <laughs> how? Do, okay, so you, you build this machine that can destroy planets. You're like, ah, oh, shit, man. We, we left this one fatal weakness. And then you do it. You again. do it again. To say that 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 I drives was so fun to watch, but it drives me crazy that that's actually that's what actually happened. That is pretty bad. But if you think about it, it wasn't fully rebuilt yet. It, they couldn't protect it. It wasn't protected. 
They had to fly into it. No, but but what, I see what, what did saying. Palpatine say? You will find this station is... Uh, what Fully it armed and yeah. operational. Yeah, yeah right? So, and the yeah. other thing about that is, oh, we're going to surprise you. Remember that last one we had that would blow up planets? Well, this one blows up ships. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm supposed to be impressed? <laughs> yeah. It's, right. um, I mean, yeah, I get it. So, so I guess this is one thing. Um, in Rise of Skywalker, how... How does the Emperor have this uh, uh, ability to create this massive fleet? Where is this coming from? Where where the hell are all of these people from? It, it makes less than no sense. I would I would like to think that that hopefully gets explained in the direct. I mean, spot. can he create these things from his power? Because uh, that's the only possible way. That, uh, that you can convince me, because just from a strictly economic sense, how the hell did you get that much material to build these things and no one notices? That's insane. Come on. Right. Come yeah. On. I mean, it, it, it is. And like you said, that maybe making this a three and a half hour movie wasn't such a bad idea. That's that's one of those things that you have to look at it and, and do it what just, Mike says. It is what just it is. Go, <laughs> yep. Right, you know what I mean? it, 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 for the movie's sake, don't look into that it, too much. Exactly. Otherwise, right. well, yeah. you know, you can you can say just as the same thing about how where did he get all that from? How the hell did Kylo Ren get the Tie Fighter to get off of the wreckage? I mean, you, you know, please explain. That. Yeah, you know what I mean. So this, and that's and and we said it. He had a tough task there, but mm-hmm. that those were the little things that took me out of it, and and it it was so much fun. But I'm like. Yeah, I, I can overlook all that stuff. It's, oh, I, it, it, I overlooked it, but it, it's I, the stuff I still acknowledge it exists. For me, my biggest thing is just killing Darth Maul. I mean, honestly, I, I in fact, if you want to kill Qui Gon, th- that's fine. It, I, I get it. It you know it puts Obi Wan on his path, whatever. But Darth Maul should have been one of the main villains throughout the entire prequel series, leading up to Anakin's turn. But they were able to fix it through the animated shows and give it. More canon backstories, and but it, well, it's just in terms of Anath- Anakin's path to becoming Vader, you know, it just storytelling wise, it would have been probably more appropriate to have Anakin kill Darth Maul and become the second, right? Because then you can see the ascension, right? You know, all the way up the ladder type right. of thing. Yep, because then, uh, Darth Darth Maul was a better Sith than Dooku, oh, and and, nah, and and Vader and Vader to have taken down Maul, that could have been like his final step to ascension. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you are because the emperor one the emperor could have the emperor could have you know shoved Maul over off with one hand while he brought Vader up and said now nah, you got to kill him. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. And then who knows with the series also coming out that's been confirmed with the Obi Wan series. There's a story right there, the 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 rivalry between him and Darth Maul. I mean, they, they do it on the Rebel show. I mean, I guess you don't want to rehash it twice, but on a live action show, you know the hate that Maul has for Obi Wan. Well, if, if Disney has proven anything, it's that they love to rehash just things yeah. multiple it, times. I would love to Aladdin, see that. Anybody? Aladdin, Lion King, Jungle Book, uh, the list goes on. Yeah, so I I don't know. We'll we'll see. You didn't answer. What? You didn't tell me what you disliked the most. Darth Maul. Okay, Darth Maul get killed. Okay, the the way that they killed him off way too soon. He should have been one of the primary villains. Far too dynamic of a character to just 
Yeah, so yeah. yeah. And I agree with you on, on uh, up there on my list high is the misuse of Boba Fett as well. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I would say to me, Maul and Boba Fett is a tie because they misuse both of them. They well, really, and really and the way they did Snoke, too. I mean, you're, you're talking about him this whole movie, and then he's just dead. Dead. Like but that's it, and that's the end of it. And you're like, so what was all of this buildup? And it ended up he was nothing more than just a puppet of the emperor. Oh yeah, he was meaningless. He was, I mean, literally a puppet. I made him. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, yeah. Yeah. And I hope that satisfied you. And you're like, okay, okay, sure. Yeah, because it's not like you were invested in the character. You only saw him on screen what once? Once. A couple times. You had a hologram. You saw a hologram. Holograms, once, yeah. But you only saw him the scene where he, where Ray and Kylo in actually kill him and his big, guards in that, in that, yeah. So, which for a ship movie, that was a great scene too. It was visually, that fight. Visually, visually, yes. Those red guards with, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah. Let's yeah, stay away from that movie if we can. Yeah, yeah fair enough. No, yeah. no one wants to get diarrhea this soon after it was, Christmas. Uh, no, no. Yeah, there's just, I mean, overall. Awesome franchise. Yep, love I, it. I love it. It's definitely, it's definitely my favorite franchise. It's got some shitty, yeah, all chapters, do. but all do. I mean, it, it's tough to knock, you know, get eleven home runs. Yeah, you know, tough to do that. Uh, but I, I, I think, I think for With them, cheese. they they got a chance to to build mm-hmm. with Mandalorian. And, and that's for me. That's going to be their path forward. It's it's going to be shows and, and chapter settings like that. Every episode, Mike, you, you said it before, and I, I think it's spot on. Every one of those episodes is beginning, middle, end. Every week, start over next week. Beginning, also, middle, and, and and I just love that type of storytelling. It, it's like a book, you know. When you're reading yes. a book, if the chapters are nice and short. You can read that book all day. Mm-hmm. If you have these really long chapters, it just it feels like you're you slogging down, yeah. through it. Uh, for Star Wars, I think with the material, how I mean, guys, we're talking about a whole universe here. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the the best mode. Well, I think that that the, the, the cinema it's not going to go away, but it is going to decline. And uh, believe it or not, the box office was down this year mm-hmm. with the biggest movie in history the box office was down and there were 90 movies i believe that there were 90 movies less this year that were released on wide release than and, and i'm talking 2019 that's then in 2018 that's, that's a, a lot. lot and the reason that that's happening is because ideas that 20 or five years ago or four years ago would have been a release movie six underground a michael bay is now on netflix right and i think it was a netflix original movie right with well, michael but, bay but that's the thing netflix is signing these people to long-term deals to right exclusive rights with them and so, it's very lucrative. you know who just got so. over 100 million dollars for warner brothers jj abrams wow but that that's the direction that it's going mm-hmm. is the cuz you're going to get more people to see it and watch it and get your subscription in each month and I think that Disney has realized that with Marvel. That's why Phase 5, is it 5 or 4? Five. 5. 5 now is got just as many shows coming on Netflix as they do movies coming out. They're smart. And it, they 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 you're right, they are. Well, and and since they're in charge of Star Wars, I feel like that's the way that it's got to go cuz the machine feeds the machine. 
I mean, right. we all love movies. We all love going to the movies. But to your point, how many movies in the past year have we all gotten all fired up to go see together and, and go in like it's a big deal. It's diminished. Yeah, it's Endgame, diminished quite Endgame, a bit. Infinity War, Star Wars. Not too much else is coming out, you That's know, it. on a regular basis that we're like, oh my God. You know, there's movies that, oh, I, I definitely want to see that. How often, though, do you sit around and, and maybe talk with your friends about, hey, did you see this on Netflix? All the time. All the yeah. time. Right. Absolutely. All the time. I mean, when me and accessible. Dylan stopped over, we threw on that comedy special. And there you go. Shit, I went home and watched part of it again that night. There you go. But also to that point, though, if you sit back and look, look at it on our end as fans, you want TV shows because you're getting more content. You are, and it's more accessible. I mean, someone like me, with the schedule that I had this past year, there was probably 20 movies that I wanted to go see in the theater. Think about Game guess of how many. Guess how many I went and saw. Right. Yeah. Not many. Think about Game of Thrones. I'm talking over 70 hours of content. 70 hours. You know, imagine if they, uh, the Harry Potter movies, I love them to death. I wouldn't change a thing about them. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if they would have done Harry Potter as a show? The, the hours of content you you could have had 150 and do you know, hours and do you of know content. how much better it would have been because you I know you read the books I've read all the books okay and the books twice and the books uh, I agree with you I have too the books were so much better than the movies oh, and the, movies, and the were movies were good the movies were good but the books were so much better because you could go into the things that they couldn't go into oh, in, the, in the in the in you, you know, know, I really think a Game of Thrones too because because the way Game of Thrones is written if you if you've ever read read the books, the chapters, their titles are the characters' names. Wow, that's cool. John, Bran, Arya. That's cool. You know, so on and so forth. So you know, once you start that chapter, it's going to be all about this character from their point of view. And, you know, that's the thing that's great about shows is that you can tell the same story from multiple angles and you can go around and you can take this one nugget and stretch it into multiple episodes right. and have everything revolve around that. You know, Star Wars, I, I, I think, again, you know, their future, like like everyone's future, right? It's their children, that little baby Yoda. You, mm-hmm. can, you can do whatever you want and there's just enough of a doubt with Izzy. We think he's good, but he force choked that woman. So there is a little gray area there with him, and and the number of avenues you can take with that are are endless. Think of it this way. As good as The Mandalorian is, is, we all love The Mandalorian. As fans, we just got eight 40-minute episodes. Right. Now, think about, and we have another season coming in the fall. Confirmed. This year. It's months away. Right. As opposed to one awesome Mandalorian two-hour movie, and then you got to wait three years. I'm not sure it would have been as good as a movie. I wouldn't have. I I don't think I'd have liked it as much. And and that's what I'm saying. Now, with the show, not only are you getting more screen time, you're getting it more often. You know what's fun, too, uh, uh, about that format is... Every week, you get to chop it up mm-hmm. and talk about it. You know, you get the water cooler and with, wait for it. Yeah, and you, you that anticipation Which I hate, can build and build and build. But it works. But it works. But it works. Because think, think about it like this: the Mandalorian movie. Let's say the movie it comes out. It's two. Let's let's say they do two hours and twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and you go to the theater and you pay your four dollars 
five dollars. Uh, I mean, I guess the average ticket price around here is about six, six and a half, depending on when you go. Depending on what time you go, yep. And they get six bucks. But they just got $18 or $20 because you had to have your subscription for three months. Right. So they actually make more money by doing the episodes. And we get more. Right. And 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 at that point, you don't necessarily care if they cancel their subscriptions after that because, to your point, Mike, they they got a whole new season coming up and everyone's going to re up. Because guess what? You're coming back. And they're they're, they're back on it. You're coming back. And there's not as many people that canceled their subscriptions as there are people that are going to get new subscriptions. I think think it evens out. It It was the big thing. You know, Apple TV shows up and they have all these people that register and they jump on it and then next thing you know everybody's like eh, I saw right. the stuff you know I'm good blah 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 right it's 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 gonna the people are gonna pick the ones they want and they're gonna stay with it the fact the their acquisition of Hulu made it much better for them because they don't have to necessarily compete with Hulu and they still have the revenue coming from Hulu right? that and they also now Disney also has a place to and this they've already said this for a fact is now they've got a place to put movies like Deadpool you can't put it on the Disney app but they'll put it on Hulu, and that's right. that. That's what they said that they're going to do. They're they're wow. R-rated movies. Wow. They now have a home for that because you can't put Mickey and Deadpool together for obvious reasons. And says who? I mean, I'd love to see it. <laughs> I think I think you could if you had a you had to have the parental lock. But I so think here's that if the they don't need to, they won't. And right. the next Deadpool movie, can we get Deadpool wearing a Mickey shirt? Guaranteed, you will get a Disney reference in the next movie. That it's one hundred percent something. You'd have to shit, or or he's or he's at Disney World or something. He's or he's got the Mickey ears on. To Colby's credit, um, he had a great idea. I think it was his idea. Deadpool three starts with him in the theater watching Endgame, and he gets snapped, and then he gets snapped back into the theater from Iron Man, and that's how Deadpool three starts. That'd be pretty interesting. That's a good idea. Uh, I like. That's the most Deadpool thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that is. <laughs> if there was a character you were gonna do that with, uh, that'd be the one. Wearing Mickey ears. Oh please, please do it. Yeah, please do Perfect. it. Start the movie. Come on, baby. <laughs> please do it. I I guarantee there will be some sort of Disney type reference in the new movie. The, the, why would you not do that? Right. You have to do that. Right. Because if you don't, it, it's, makes, it just makes sense. Because if not, it just, it just makes sense. What are we doing? It, exactly. <laughs> at, at that point, just you know, give me some Catherine Heigl piece of shit movie. Because that's you know. Please don't. <laughs> please, please don't do that. Please don't. Please don't do that. Please don't. All right. Well, we've gone three hours and ten minutes. Holy shit! Are you right? serious? Yeah. Hey, yeah. man, it's the end of an era. It's the end of an era. It deserves it. I agree. It. I agree. It deserves it. I have no problem with it. Hopefully, our fans don't have any problem with it. I know we, we just made Amy's work day. We can keep going if you want. I got nothing else to do. I got nothing. I don't know that I got anything else to talk about. But yeah, you do. You got company coming over. Yeah, pretty soon. Yeah, I got another hour. <laughs> it's just family. Yeah, got another hour. But um, I think this has been freaking awesome. Yeah, this has been it, great. It was great. It was great. I, I, you know, I didn't realize I had so much to say <laughs> about Star Wars. Uh, but that that to me, okay, here we go. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dig right down the rabbit hole again. That's the thing about this franchise to me that is so awesome because you can literally sit here with every movie that they've made and talk about the things that you don't like, and the things that you like, and then still say it's the best franchise that's out there. Mm-hmm. There's so many different things. There's it's it's like Empire Strikes Back. You hated it and loved it at the same time. 
and it just I think maybe you so, even loved it because you hated it. Maybe. Because because you felt so dejected. It it How dare you make you. me leave a theater sad. Yeah, it shocked right. you. When was it? Who do you think you are? Before yeah. the Empire Strikes Back. I didn't pay for this. When did that happen? Never. It just didn't. It, it, you you walked in with yay, the good guys won. It's yay. not how movies work. It's it's not anymore. It's not. Right. So, so to talk about something that's been going on for 42 years. It's fun. Yeah, it does. It, it, you probably technically need it's forty three now. Three it, hours it, to, to talk about. You probably it, need at least three hours and twelve minutes. It, <laughs> and it deserves three hours to it talk does. about. It, no, it deserves uh, about twenty five hours because you could literally, I could literally sit and talk about each one of these movies, just just a new hope, with someone for three hours. It deserves seven ninety nine a month. It does. It does deserve seven ninety nine a month. That's is that right. what is that what Disney Plus is? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Seven ninety nine, six ninety nine, something like. That. You know, plus the seven profiles that fill up real quick. <laughs> I only have two, actually. I really? Have, yeah, I have one for me, one for Susan. Oh, yeah, I've got seven. Those filled up in the first week. It's full you house. Had, you had full house. house. You had full one house. for me at, some, at one point. It's I, I did. I, I did until you and said, I no, that. I don't need it. Give it to someone else. I got it. Boom. You got anything that you'd like to promote or a pimp or... Uh, no, no, nothing, <laughs> no. nothing really, man. Nothing, nothing really. Yeah. Hey, again, though, I, I really appreciate the invite and I do. I had a wonderful day. You're welcome. All you're welcome all the time. It brings hey, up the IQ in the room. Of course, it's hard. It's hard to bring it up because, you know, everything multiplied times zero is zero. So, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so when I when I'm around, it's, it's hard. It's so, hard to bring so up you're the like average. you're the Socrates of the group. huh? The only thing I know is I know nothing. <laughs> Hey, stay in your lane. Mike proves it every week. Yep. <laughs> every I don't week. Shit. <laughs> I, I stay in my lane and keep the bar low. Um, Mike? No. I'm just going to go home and hang out. Perfect. In my room. So, <laughs> the only thing that I'm going to say is that over the break, I took the time and I redesigned our Patreon website. Nice. And I changed the tiers a little bit, and I realized how neglectful we had been to our Patreon customers. Bunch of fucktards. Yeah, um, but that is not going to be the, cha- the, the, the same anymore. I really encourage you guys to please, if you enjoy us, go to our page and, and look at our tiers. We have some good bonus stuff out there for very, very, very cheap. Uh, legitimately, if you were to become a member and subscribe and donate to us each month, you're probably going to get content that you're going to pay about 50 cents an hour for, and you're not going to get that anywhere else. We appreciate everybody that has. We appreciate everybody that does. And we also understand that sometimes you just can't, so there's no ill will or hard feelings towards anybody. But we have several things that we were trying to do this year that, honestly, to be completely honest with you, we need money to be able to pay for them. So um, it's not me begging for a handout. Just uh, if you have the opportunity to donate, <laughs> even if it's a one-time donation, we appreciate everything we can get our hands on. We we are we want to be bigger and better so we can do bigger and better things for you. My goal is is that we can make enough money each month, and this is a dream; it'll never happen. Make enough money each month that Mike and I quit our regular jobs, and all we do all day long is produce movies for you. You know, like the Child's Play movie that we still haven't made. Yeah, we will though. We will. We will. But having said that. Uh, you know where to find us on social media. Tell your friends about us. Tell everybody about us, please. If there's something that we're doing that you don't like or something that we're not doing that you do like, please let us know. Um, we're going to have more contests coming, and uh, we hope that you have enjoyed your Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars <laughs> episode. I know Phil has. 
Absolutely. I think everybody will. There was a lot of good shit that happened here today. So, Nick, again, thank you. Richard, when you listen to this, thank you so very much. Everybody have a wonderful, safe, prosperous, happy new year. Thanks again, guys. Peace out, bitches. See ya. And may the force be with you. How did I not see that coming? Right? I was waiting for you to say it. Jesus Christ. How the hell did that happen? Let me tell you something about this monstrous Leviathan. Hand goes up. Please don't tell me that he's going to ask. Just wait. When does he kill the vampires? How you feel about that, Ash? I could not care less. I think we're just going to have to clockwork orange your ass. All right. Wow, that's a good one. Thanks for bringing the room down, Richard. That sounds good. I was literally I can smell the freedom. He always buries something. Here's the precursor to this story. When I first it's like met a cat Nick. in the litter box. <laughs> All right. Good one. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. You know, whatever. And now I have a son in that same infantry. Literally. And it's it's just it's amazing to me.